Smokey, this is not Nam. This is bowling. There are rules. Today, Junior! America! Steak. For breakfast! So stand by! I sure. Do. My favorite China book does. by Dan Brown is uh, Inferno. Yeah. yeah. It's a great book. Yeah. Good read. I haven't read it. Yeah. Well, it just talks about every single human problem is related to uh, overpopulation. Yeah. Isn't that the one where there's a virus that's going to solve the overpopulation? Yeah. yeah. Imagine that. But, it, you know, it's <laughs> just, hey, we have enough children. We'll, we're just going to cool it off a little bit. What do you guys think? Do you think the obviously the virus is real in some capacity? People have contracted it, gotten sick. That's not um, it's not a myth, I guess. I don't know anybody personally that's gotten it. But do you think if this virus is legitimately real, do you think it was constructed in a lab? And do you think it was a conspiracy brought into the U.S. to disrupt this whole? I think the election, that's part of kind of where I stand on it. It's just a big coincidence that this thing manifested itself and spread so rapidly within the country. And then obviously the government never denies uh, the opportunity to take on a tragedy and take it and run with it. Well, that's a good place to start because I think that's Raiden's biggest uh, election concern, the coronavirus. Um, I think uh, one of the big talking points on it is where it came from and the timing. I think that's a huge deal. Came during impeachment um, when they were really trying to hammer it home that Trump was an illegitimate president and that everything he did before and after would be illegitimate and they're, they're carrying the response to it solely on his shoulders as being near the last like two months before the election. And uh, you know, it's just, there's a lot of different ways you can look at it. The uh, the president went out and, and gave all the power to the governors to, you know, manage their states with as much federal backing as possible. I don't think a governor's come out yet, even though it's always trending on social media, um, and said that he hasn't given them everything they needed in regards to response, resources, sure. PPE. But, um, you know, it's just one of those things. It's a drive-by headline for the, uh, for the person who's not up on the facts. Um, I think as a country, we handled it the best way we could from the federal level. Uh, I think at the state level, there's like five states who did an awful job with it and and none of them will be held accountable. And now they're all pretty much blaming the president. Do they have anything in common? Those five states? (laughs) Could they be democratically uh, run? And historically democratically ran? Mm -hmm. Exactly. What's the probability of of that being an anomaly, zero percent. Oof. Yeah. Is anything zero? No. I'll give it one percent then. Oh, okay. What do you think? Because I know I think it was South Dakota or North Dakota. Their governor denied federal aid this last time, and basically said that they're doing okay. They don't need. And she's a Trump supporter. She's Governor Bay. She really is. She 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 went all in on. Acknowledging the science, but not punishing her constituents because of it. And I think that's the big difference between democratically run states and, and Republican run states is that, you know, even like DeSantis down in Florida, 
you know, they did daily briefings just like Cuomo and, and Murphy did in New Jersey. And, uh, you know, they went out and talked about <clears throat> the risks. But, I mean, the fact of the matter is, on a scale of the entire scope of coronavirus, if you're pretty much under the age of 65 and you don't have premorbidities, it may come as the flu, it may come as nothing, but you're definitely not dying from it. And I think that's like a really big, uh, you know, talking point that often gets omitted from the media. They just want to look at the actual death count, even though the CDC adjusted those numbers two weeks ago. That was staggering. It was terrible. You know, you're saying you're gonna, you lock down the entire country, you ruin the economy, you destroyed probably 65 to 70% of the small businesses that were locked down, and you ruined an entire year of education for children all over. It's a generation of children that are losing a year of school because orange man bad. Right? Well, not only school. Like Think about think about last year if you were a senior in high school and you had letters of intent to go play ball somewhere or you had scholarships. All that went up in there. Or as a freshman at a program somewhere. Mm-hmm. That could very well ruin your life. Yeah. And I firmly believe if Obama was in office when this happened, the true numbers would have been out from the get-go. And well, I don't think we would have got locked down like this. I think they would have said just that kind of H1N1 and yeah, swine um, flu. Yeah. It would have been, you know, protect yourself. We wouldn't be, what, six months down the road still not wearing, still not being able to fully eat in a restaurant with your family or go to the movies. Correct. Kids go to school. I mean, I. I and again, let me reiterate the fact that I, I acknowledge that coronavirus is real. Obviously, it's real. Um, I acknowledge the fact that you need to take precautions if you're in the at-risk population, whether it be age, premorbidity, pre-existing conditions, things of that nature. However, just the the way they systematically went and tried to destroy and erase the first three years of the presidency just based off the fact that they knew it could, not even knowing in the end game if it would, it could hurt his re-election chances, I think is like, it'll it'll go down as one of the worst things in the history of the world, you know, in regards to, it, it will be all exposed and, and laid out at some point. And, you know, I, I think a lot of people on the Republican side of the aisle are scared to point out the fact that that's going to eventually happen because they're going to sound crazy right now. Yeah. But I think, you know, whether it be either after the election or 20 years from now, you're going to find out that a lot of this was just... A last-ditch Hail Mary play from the left to try and derail him from getting reelected. Right. What do you guys think of the schools, the big big private schools who are having to, like, defund their athletics because they're so fucked up in their money? They're, like, canceling programs. Because I went to a school where I played where I played ball, and after my senior year, they cut the program. And anyone underneath me, they got to keep their scholarships. But, they're like, sports was my life in college, in high school. It's the only reason why I went to that university. And they're like, yeah, hey, fuck you guys. Like, we don't give a fuck about you anymore. And you got these big, like, big programs, too, are getting cut. Like, football programs, women's sports, nobody cares about. But you have to have them for whatever that fucking act is. Title IX. Yeah, Title IX. Well, here's an interesting thing, too. Imagine if you commit to a school. Because not all colleges have canceled their seasons. There's some of the populations continuing to play. Imagine if your first choice, you go to, you sign up, you show up, hey, we're not playing football this year. And your second choice, already played their first game, they're on ESPN, and you're like, damn, why did I choose to go here? Like, that's going to implicate, have big implications on recruiting, and it's just interesting because right now it's such a big nightmare. Everybody's kind of making up their own rules to this thing. Yeah, you're getting, 
literally a restart in a lot of these different aspects of the economy and social corners of the, the United States right now where, you know, people are just saying we're going to take a pause and we're going to kind of start from ground zero moving forward, um, which is just a terrible thing. Um, I'm, I'm a huge proprietor of, you know, kids need their education and their social interactions. Sports is obviously a huge part of that. I played sports my whole life. I coached high school sports for almost 17 years. And, you know, just the opportunity to see kids grow and become who they're going to be as adults happens in those instances. And to see the uh, the way some of these universities and, and even at the high school level just cancel their programs because of of either fear or claiming they have lack of resources, you know, it's just a, I think it's a, it's not a way to move forward um, coming through, you know, the tail end of this coronavirus. So hopefully they can figure it get, out. Yeah, get back on track and start to figure it out so these kids can get the things that they need because yeah. it's so important in their uh, development, not only educationally, but socially. I went to an inner city school here in San Diego, and I know a lot of guys on our team only made grades and showed up to play football or basketball. Yep. So it's going to be interesting because I know a lot of the schools right now are doing the online thing, which in my mind, you might as this is what I would do, and it's probably impossible. There's probably a lot of things wrong with it, but if I was in charge of school district in California, one thing I would try and implement is like, look, you have an option. Either if you're going into 10th grade, you can test out at the end of the year, and we'll give you free curriculum to do that, to study. And you take maybe a standardized test. And if you test out, when everything goes back to normal, go to 11th grade. If not, kick back, start 10th grade next year. Because yeah. right now you have all these people in limbo. You have people that don't have computers at home. Yep. And parents that are or working. Wi-Fi. Or Wi-Fi. <clears throat> and their parents are supposed to help them through this online training. And they're working from home. And it's like, that's still a full-time job, whatever they're doing. Or maybe... They're not even working from home and they have an essential job and they're still showing up and the kids at home expected to do all this online stuff by themselves. Like you can't expect this to end well in the long term with these kids, especially in the inner city. They don't have resources. Or think about the kids whose parents don't even speak English. I mean, I know going to where I went to school, even though it's predominantly white, we had a lot of like Asian families who had just migrated over and none of their parents spoke English. Mm-hmm. And their kids were like really struggling to even in the basic ELS classes where they learn English. Imagine having to do that online and going to your mom and be like, hey, the fuck does this mean? She's like, I can't even use my iPhone in America because I can't read it. Right. Yeah, it's... Well, you experienced that, right? In London? Yeah. I mean, I have two kids that are in dual immersion. I don't speak Spanish. My wife does. <coughs> um, our schedule is pretty much set up. I'm out of the house at night. I work midnights. She works days. She's essential. Some days she's in the field. Some days she works from home. And, you know, the idea seemed poorly put together when we saw it before it started. But now that it actually has started, we see that it's actually way worse. And a lot of the uh, way that the work gets done falls on the shoulders of the parents. And, you know, my son's learning a second language for the first time in his life. And he's really struggling i feel like the in-class instruction would be the best way that he's supported in that um he's not getting it and uh you know when you do that kind of work with your parents at home after a while it just becomes a frustrating factor whether it's coming from my wife uh or my kids you know they just get frustrated and that's 
you're not you're not going to see that kind of interaction in the classroom, and that's like one of the biggest components that they're missing from it. Yeah. Like if a kid's not getting what the lesson is, you're not going to see a teacher like yell at them or tell them like, hey, if you don't figure it out, you're not going to play video games later or use your cell phone later. Like, you know, and I had to I had to have a talk with my wife. I told her I said, hey, I understand that you get frustrated. I said, but that's counterproductive. You're going to make him not like school, and he's going to take that. Uh, way to look at it back into the classroom when we finally resume and you know sometimes we just gotta if he's not getting it take a break and then come back to it later not make it something that's like you know a negative point in regards to education because yeah that's how you lose kids um yet wanting to engage when they're in the classroom so my kids you know they're they're pretty bright they test high My, my daughter's doing a lot better but she's in third grade and uh she's already had three years of dual immersion and my son's just going into first i mean preschool and kindergarten in all schools pretty much daycare abcs one two threes taking that yeah sight words and some goldfish exactly i mean how many times have you guys done like an online thing like training or class or like dmv training i did that shit online i just hit next as much as i could it's garbage i got my hunting license all (laughs) online this year because of the virus and that shit i literally skipped through it so boring and I can't imagine for these kids who have like the worst attention spans. Yep. I, there's what is it? Six hours, eight hours, nine hours. I know my school when I physically went was nine hours. You had like a fifteen minute breaks every three classes, and then your lunch. Not only that, you think these kids didn't have a real summer, right? So they've been cooped up in the house. Now they're cooped up in the house again. It's like how do you expect them to learn? No. Give them a break. Yeah, there's no know. recess. There's no nutrition break. There's no social interaction. You know, it's like when they have breaks, they have like three choices at home. TV, cell phone, video <laughs> games, or four choices, or toys. Dude, and if I was a senior, I'd just be playing fucking video games. Yeah. I used to play World of Warcraft, sadly, and I would just not be playing World of Warcraft, bro, not paying attention to any of my high school classes, and who knows what would happen. Yeah, it's... Hopefully it ends soon. I mean, obviously, we all probably are on the same page. It'll probably end mid-November. All of a sudden, the magic news, you know, some new discovery will happen that it's not as contagious or all of it's going to go away right after the election. It's just silly. It's silly that, remember, was it back in January or November? Or um, February, not November. Um, It was a two-week shutdown to curve the... The spread. Oh, we're still in the 15 days, right? Gosh. Is that where we're at? I remember the first night there was a quarantine lockdown, and then I was leaving to go to work at 9, 9 at night. And I leave the house, and I'm like, oh, the roads will be empty. There were so many people driving around, not doing anything. And I was like, dude, it's 9 o'clock at night. These people, one, should already be in their house, and two, supposed to be lockdown. People were jacking the box, the donut shop, there's 24 hours, people are lined up out the door. Yep. Aren't we supposed to, like, potentially go on martial law as well? I mean, they were just saying that that could be an eventual, but... It should have, because San Diego never really shut down. Well, the thing was, the narrative never manifested itself in the United States. Like, they were calling for ERs, hospitals, completely overwhelmed, bodies everywhere. Not only were the people that had coronavirus would be dying, but it would also be the people who were tending to them. Sure. Refrigeration trucks, mass graves. 28 days later. Right, exactly. That's, that's really what they <laughs> wanted. Essence. But it ended up being TikTok. Yeah. And, nurses. And, well, well thank, God for social, <laughs> thank God for social media because, you know, into the 15 days, you had people who, like you said, saw 
people at Jack in the Box, saw people going into the donut stores or going into Walmart at like random times. Nonchalantly. Addicts. Still the, alive. These same people were, were going into hospitals and live streaming and being like, there's nobody here. Nobody's here. There's nobody here. Like they've had a coronavirus um, testing center at the Otay Ranch Mall over here for like the last two weeks. I think I've seen one car there every time I drive past it. And it's like six trailers. There's got to be like 12 people running it. And they're just sitting out there all day under canopies doing nothing. And uh, It's bananas. You know, it's hard. I mean, here's the fact of the matter. I I saw this on TV last week, and and it really kind of resonated with me and what this is all about. Uh, The Los Angeles City School District is the fifth largest school district in the entire country. Uh, They have a couple thousand schools. Jeez Louise. uh, K through 12. And the Los Angeles County Public Health Director, Dr. Barbara Ferrer, was recorded saying in her press conference, the country's largest, fifth largest school district will not reopen its schools until, quote, after the election. And Hmm. going forward in her quote, we really don't anticipate that we would be moving to either tier two or reopening K through 12 schools at least until after the election or early in November. Um, Is that real? It's real. So, and I, and I just think it's, I mean, she looks like a, I'm going to show you guys a picture of her, but she looks like an absolute ghoul. So, <laughs> oh my God. Mary and, and again, she, she looks like a dumpster fire. Cousin. We need to understand, this is another big misconception that people have. Um, and this goes all the way back to like the top with Dr. Fauci. If you're a doctor and, and you have a PhD, that is because you paid money to continue your education through the doctorate. Mm-hmm. Unless mm-hmm. you have an MD in addition to your PhD, you have never treated a human You've being. never practiced right. medicine. medicine. You Correct. can't prescribe meds, you can't diagnose, and you don't work in labs. And I think a lot of the things that the Democrats out of the aisle have been doing over the past like six, seven months is they've been rolling out, and I'm air quoting here, doctors. And the only thing that makes them a doctor is that they've had the luxury of being able to pay for their education through their doctorate. It doesn't mean that they're practicing medical professionals. It doesn't mean they're in the ER on the front line. Exactly. And and I think, but again, drive-by headlines. Orange man bad, doctor says this. It's a clickable link that people aren't even going to read, and they're just going to share it on Facebook. Yep. And that's exactly what they want. Yep. I don't know how many times people share stuff on Facebook opposing... Trump's view or conservative view of this virus and then you read it and you're like there's not even facts in this this is literally written by like an intern at some college from Berkeley or something and it's got nothing of merit but you didn't even read it you just clicked it and shared it and all your little friends did the same thing and pretty soon this article has like a million views and nobody's actually even read it yeah getting back to that LA school district they service almost 800,000 or close to a million kids who are getting distance learning in some of the poorest areas of California this year you know, that's or insane. not, just because of a, a narrative that the health director of the school district believes can be cleared up after the November election. Hmm. And that's a quote from her. So, what's funny about a lot of this stuff is there's blatant, like, you could see the train of thought and the plan of a lot of the Democrats or people on the left, and it's blatant and it's right in front of our face, and people refuse to believe it. And it's, it blows my mind. Like, you can go to, like, Anything really within politics right now, whether it's with Trump or with like this super gnarly child pedophilia ring, like you can, there's literally evidence bleeding out of the walls and people are just ignoring that Mm -hmm. because it comes from a conservative or it comes from Fox News contributor or it comes from the president and people refuse to look at that with merit and go, 
oh, that's not true. And it's like, dude, there's literally, you don't think it's a coincidence that Glenn Maxwell gets arrested and like two weeks later, all these U.S. Marshal teams are popping up, all these safe houses with all these child trafficking victims. Uh, do you see it in the mainstream media? No. Nope. It's ridiculous. It's like every week. They're, it's like 400 kids total saved. I think the sad part is is that Fox News is even staying away from it. They're, they're having it on their website. Uh, I see it in their ticker. You know, 28 kids saved here, 33 kids stay here. But they're not doing any stories on it because they're scared to get roped into the whole QAnon thing that's going on right now globally. Um, you know, it's another democratic or left-wing way to attack the right and make them seem like anyone who votes for the president is a sovereign citizen who doesn't believe in laws or laws don't apply to themselves and, you know, white power and all that other stuff, which is just the furthest thing from the truth. So I think that... You know, people who don't think that there's almost a million kids that get abducted every year in regards to child trafficking and, and anyone who doesn't believe in we need to put a more attention towards that and b uh, legitimize it in the mainstream media is is completely near to the fact that these kids are getting, you know, taken and, and used in, in horrible ways. It's sad. Mm-hmm. It's sad that people will only believe certain things that come from certain news sources. Right. Ninety percent of the news sources out there are funded and directed by the left. Yeah. No, I mean I was listening to Ben Shapiro today, and he he was talking about the fact that again we said those those toxic headlines that you know people won't even read the article. There's forty three percent of the people in the United States believe that Donald Trump was supporting those Charlottesville white supremacists when all they did was pretty much cut up things he said over a two day span and looped it into one you know uh talking point that made him look like he supported it when he obviously denounced and then denounced several times after to the point to where he became aggravated with denouncing it he Um, deliberately denounced it yeah more than once it's just crazy i feel like we're living in a big old movie right now Mm -hmm. every week there's something else i'm just like well add it to the pile of crap for this year well here's the fact of the matter donald trump has been the most investigated and surveilled president in the history of the united states um all the stuff that was done both legally in his vetting and illegally with comey clapper brennan rice that whole thing that went on with spying on the trump campaign and they, they have nothing on him he's made some bad business deals he's been kind of an asshole boss at points over the course of his professional career but for anyone to think at this point and this close to him getting elected a second time that there wouldn't be some kind of real dirt is just completely ignorant to the fact that it doesn't exist for sure absolutely 100 percent. how many people did you guys unfollow on instagram or facebook when the when they're like oh my god trump's been impeached thank god and they're like crying of happiness and joy and then they don't understand how they're how long has it been he's still president and it's well, like i lost about 1400 in, or no 400 instagram followers on the election huh. in, in 2016 wow yeah it's impressive 400 i don't even think i have that many followers on instagram yeah it's just, numbers up, dude. yeah it's just it's just one of those things to where people were so disgusted with the fact and here's the thing I, i've said it i've said it to raiden and i'll say it to anybody who doesn't understand it donald trump can't be bought he, has no, he wants nothing to do with Washington, D.C. He wants nothing to do with lobbyists or interest. He has nothing to worry about in regards to his money after he's done being president. Well, he's literally donated his salary yeah. every year as president. And he there's doesn't... not a politician in Washington, D.C. who doesn't say, 
I don't cater to anything in regards to special interests or lobbyists or causes because they all do. Every single person could be tied to something. And Donald Trump can't because he's a billionaire and he doesn't care. So he, he has the, the kryptonite for Washington, D.C. politics, and that's the reason why they drive it crazy because they can't put something on his desk that says, hey, if you prove this, yeah. today, down This the road, will magically go away. Or, or yeah. this looks good for you in a couple Correct. of years, money-wise, because these companies, you know, Donald Trump doesn't give a shit about Big Pharma. He doesn't give a shit about, yeah. you know, any kind of... Uh, Things in regard to any type of lobbying, yeah, at no, all. He doesn't care who gets elected after he's done being president. He just cares about who he can elect that will be loyal to him while he's here because that's his job. Yeah. What are your predictions for this election? Trump landslide. Landslide. Yeah, I agree. I'm calling forty to forty-one states for Trump. Mm. So the Rain, only Rain's gonna respectfully disagree. He he still thinks that Florida's in game. He's a big swing stater. He's actually breaking it down county by county. The only issue I could see is if they pull off this stupid mail-in vote deal. And that's the only that's the only last-ditch effort. Because if vote by vote, even if you did popular vote, I don't think it would be close at all. Well, um, it's, it's the silent majority again. And it's bigger than before because... Well, you've seen all these boat parades. You think all the blue collar guys that own boats on the weekends that go out to these boat parades or on Twitter and Facebook and they're participating in these when's the last time you always always see like oh Trump's ahead in the polls or Biden's ahead in the polls like have you ever met anybody that's ever participated in one of those I've seen one person in the entire county of San Diego that has a pro Biden they have a Biden 2020 flag on the front of their house and you probably it's probably a section 8 house (laughs) they they have cats my one friend. <laughs> well, there you go. My one friend should absolutely be like a Democrat. He's poor. He needs all the government support. He needs everything's going for him if he voted blue, and he still fucking hates everything about liberals. And he, especially Biden, man, the guy. Dude, he sleepy can't Joe, even man. I, I would hate to say that, but he really is like Sleepy Joe. He has dementia. He looks like me after I've like stayed up way too late. Trying to keep an erection and drinking too much beer, like. <laughs> I mean, the realistic thing is that Joe Biden brings nothing to the table. He's a career DC politician who has had a terrible track record in regards to policy, uh, decision making, and legislation that he's put across the table. And if you just line them up, Sorry. facts versus facts, uh, I, I, don't, I don't see anything that he brings to the table that would. And here's the thing: one of the X factors that I think, and and. Raiden and I, we talk money all the time. He's, he's bigger in the stock market than me. I'm, I'm new to it, but you know, we, we talk how the market comes and goes. A lot of the people in the boomer generation, you know, they're out 2028. Uh, that's when different, the retirement for people who have been in the workforce for that generation turns over and a new one for all the people in my generation. I'm in my early 40s right now. You know, that's gonna be pretty much the one moving forward. So I have a hard time thinking, and this goes back to the silent majority argument, that those people are going to take all of their money, and let's just say in regards to our job, you're not going to have people in that boomer generation that are going to take all of their TSP and put it in the G fund because Joe Biden is going to raise taxes and fuck the economy for the next four years, leaving them with only like two and a half to three years after Joe Biden's out of office to hopefully 
get somebody like Trump in there that's going to make their TSP go crazy again. I just don't believe that. At the end of the day, they're not going to take their entire financial future and bank it on Orange Man Bad. So they can go all the way up to November 2nd sure. and say Orange Man Bad. But I think when they go to the polls, they're going to press that that button for Trump because money something that you just can't play with in regards to people. And sure. It's already been played Especially with. Especially blue-collar frontline workers. The other thing I have an issue with, this guy hasn't even been in a debate yet. Mm-mm. So a debate is traditionally when you figure out which guy stands on what? You Abortion, know uh, you know, immigration law, taxes. That's when it's hashed out in the hot seat. People are endorsing this guy. They don't even know what he stands for. Yeah, and like you always say, orange man bad. That's the only reason they're endorsing this guy. They have no idea what he wants to do with taxes. What he wants to do with health care, universal health care, immigration. There's no, he has no foundation yet because every time he gets on the stage, he starts fumbling his words and you'd have, you've never even heard him talk about his policies. It's yep. ridiculous. Early votes are being cast already in the United States. Did you guys know that? I did not know yeah. that. Delaware cast, began casting their votes yesterday, and, and Joe Biden actually went out and voted for himself. I did. <laughs> I thought you couldn't do that. Mm-hmm. And he's being escorted by, like, obviously two hospice nurses. <laughs> and an earpiece. Hey, Joe. Yeah. No. And then he goes, yeah, I saw that video. He's like, where are you going to be tomorrow? And he goes, where am I going to be tomorrow? And they're like, Florida. You're going to be in Florida tomorrow. Oh, yeah. That was I'm going to be in Florida. YouTube. <laughs> did, did you guys see that pathetic display to try to cater to... Joe Biden had his Donald Trump taco boat, I love Hispanics moment yesterday. Oh, the despacito. That yeah. was terrible. I thought that was fake when I first saw that. <laughs> yeah. so I 100%, that's how bad it was. Yeah. I 100%. They, t- it they talked about it on several podcasts and, and new shows that I watched today, just how it was, you know, Donald Trump was doing a lot of good things in 2015. You want some? Yes. Uh, but some that guys. was one of the things Anybody else? that was absolutely terrible. No, I, uh, I'm the driver here. I mean, I don't want to end up do in you scheduling. Like, do you like good bourbon? <laughs> oh, maybe I do. I love good bourbon. Oh, well, I got even better than wild turkey. Sandwich. Oh, Keep going. Sign me up. Um, yeah, I, I just think it was one of those things that it, it, it's a cringeworthy moment. And I think Joe Biden's had a lot of them lately. Um, the fact that he can't put a legible pair of sentences together is one of them. I think that, uh, you know, I don't know, the, the, bit, the debates are going to be terrible. Uh, I think they're going to be absolutely, Donald Trump says he's not going to prepare for them. He needs to. Um, but I think at the end of the day, as long as he can stick more to policy and less to one-liners, keeping one-liners at a minimum, even though he probably has a lot of them, he, he needs to just stay on what his track record is and then that'll that'll pretty much get him over the hump in regards to because if you're talking about like uh him versus hillary clinton one-liner versus one-liner street fight debate there's nobody that's gonna beat him yeah and there i don't know you can get more sympathy from people because joe biden anytime he gets pressured remember you know he challenges people to push-up contests he tells people like that one guy, he's like, hey, fat. <laughs> it's just like, that was awesome. Yeah. And fat. Yeah. And then there was one guy who literally said he wanted to vote for him, but he had questions on this. And, you know, Joe Biden gets in his face. Uh, just imagine if Donald Trump brings up his kids or, you know, stuff that he's done to keep the Af- African-American population in the United States held back in regards to school segregation or, um, you know, the 1994 crime bill. And yeah, the incarceration of minorities. Yeah. Biden's famous for that. So, but nobody will bring that to the light. Well, Donald Trump's going to have to. Well, that's the thing is, if they debate, it's going to be over. 
There's no chance. But millennials have to tune into that. Yeah. And that's the problem. They'd rather watch the MTV Movie Awards or Music Video Awards than a debate that's literally going to change the fate of the United States. Yeah. I mean, we, we need to really bring the fact of the matter that Donald Trump has been the first president in modern-day American history not to bring this country into a goalless war. Yeah. Just well, he's to, making peace in the Middle East more than there ever has been before in our lifetime. And that's, and that's something that needs to be talked about. We, we were talking about this earlier today, Raiden and I. This is something, 80 years of failed Washington politics, neocons just saying that there needs to be a, a liberal government in Israel at the time of peace negotiations, and B, we need to concess every single thing that we've given Israel since the Holocaust to Palestine for anything to be brokered. And Donald Trump, his cabinet, his son-in-law, Jared Kushner, they've gone way out of their way to say, I don't think that's going to work. I think we need to make something more of like a business deal. And, and, that, and that's basically what they're doing. They're, t- they're taking it from a business aspect and not a cultural aspect, which, which I think has been always, you know, they're going to say like Jews and Muslims are never going to work together. Well, at the end of the day, there's only one thing that runs the world, and that's not religion, it's money. Mm-hmm. So, and, and that's basically what they're, they used as a precipice to starting these negotiations. And it looks like, you know, they're saying seven to nine other countries, including Saudi Arabia, who has never acknowledged Israel as a legitimate country. Is going to jump in on this. Yeah. And, and, and the thing is, people need to understand, like, the whole dynamic of it. Like, Bahrain is a Saudi Arabian territory, and they wouldn't be able to do anything in regards to this peace deal without the blessing and permission of Saudi Arabia, including yeah. using Saudi Arabian airspace to have commercial flights go from Israel to Bahrain. Which I probably still would never get right. <laughs> racist. Yeah, exactly. Racist orange man bad. Yeah. And I went to Thailand right before this virus happened, and I was 100% convinced that this plane we're on was not going to make it. Right. As soon as I got on, I was like, there's no way that we're making it all the way to, because we had a layover in China. Uh-huh. Literally, as we're in the layover in China is when the virus spread, and the first case is documented in New York. But we're on this, it's a 15-hour flight with everybody that's already coughing and farting all over each other. <laughs> And I'm like, there's no way that this plane safely makes it. If this thing goes down, it's not even going to be on the news. Right. It's just going to be like, obviously, this Southwest airline that we put some extra pass- jet in, some extra fuel in. Yeah. Some passenger plane, something, something, 13 to 127 dead. <laughs> in the middle of some Chinese ocean. Province. Right. But, um, yeah, it's interesting. I'm, I'm excited. I know a lot of conservatives are nervous. But I don't think Biden has a standing chance. The only issue, dude, if he wins, I'm calling this right now. Harris is going to put Clinton as Secretary of State, and um, uh, Biden will be unfit for presidency. Harris will rise up to president, and Clinton will automatically get the vice president position. If they win, that's definitely the game plan, because there's no way that dude survives four years. I, I just don't see any legitimate way that Joe Biden wins the presidency, whether it be mail-in voting or going out on... The, the enthusiasm level of the Democratic Party now is at an all-time low. They were at an all-time high in 2016, and they still got taken out to the woodshed at the Electoral College. And, I don't know, you just have to understand the fact that we were seeing all of this stuff. It's just that we've lived through the last four years, and it kind of is in the back of our memory, not the front. Every single day I woke up, and I, I 
2015 and 2016 and saw how Donald Trump was stupid. Uh, Donald Trump didn't bring anything to the table. Donald Trump is losing by 94 points on a scale of 100 <laughs> in regards to chances of being elected. And then he went and absolutely spanked the biggest money machine in the history of the Democratic Party after spending literally nothing. All he did was get on a plane, which he paid for, and flew around the country and talked about what he was going to do. And People like that. Yeah, it's never been done before. And that's the thing. Like Joe Biden goes to a rally. They could make that TV angle look so good so those 40 people look like it's packed and they can play fake crowd noise when he gives a talking point. When Donald Trump lands somewhere, there is a line of people from where his plane lands to where his rally is going to be. And it's continuous in every state, whether it be like Republican state, Democrat state, battleground state, swing state. You can't ignore it. Yeah. There's just a physical presence that's minus the silo majority. Well, and even the ones, what have shocked me is seeing the rallies in California. Yeah. Even the boat rallies and, and all that, I'm like, dude, it's insane. Like the amount of supporters for him. And you think about California. California is liberal. San Diego is pretty conservative. Outside San Diego, you like that? Yes. Mm-hmm. That's like an $80 bottle of whiskey, but at Ralph's, a couple really? weeks ago, I found it for 20 bucks. So about two of them. Um, but up out of San Diego County, LA is pretty liberal. Yep. All the farming from LA area up into the Bay Area is pretty conservative. Mm-hmm. And then outside of San Francisco, up until the Oregon border is pretty conservative. Yeah. So when you think about proportionately, obviously, the cities that are pretty liberal in California are pretty dense. But California overall, once you travel outside of the cities, it's almost all conservative. Yeah, because you have the people who own the manufacturing or the working class, and then you have tons of military. They're bases on top of bases in California. In yeah, to the and military. that's 90% conservative easily. My, my biggest thing is how do you own property and then want to be a liberal? Right. Well, here's the thing. Most people... Most... People that you talk to, they're diehard liberals, and this is not to sound disrespectful, don't own their cars, mm-hmm. meaning they probably lease it, so they don't, they don't um, own property. They maybe don't have a lot of kids. Right. So when they're taxed, if, they, if they do own property, they're long-time property owners, so the things that change every time a president changes doesn't necessarily... Yeah, they're not paying that. attention to the tax implications no. of which governors elected or mayor and, and the state and local taxes... As a young person, because my family and I, we own a duplex on the other side of town, and we own this house. When tax bills come for the property, we pay out every month, but we get supplemental tax bill every once in a while when the city magically appraises your property value. Huh. Last one I had, it was five grand, and I was like, "How? This is? Where's this money going to? It's not going back into my pocket. Right? Where's this money going to? Sixteen nineteen project. You, <laughs> you can't possibly be." Conserve or you possibly you can't possibly own property like that, get raped by taxes, and still go. Yeah, that's a great idea. I like that. Yeah, rate raise my taxes more. Yeah, please. even though I'm in the middle class. I don't understand how these people who have literal nervous breakdowns on TV, the ones who get in people's faces and scream. Like I, I understand that they're left leaning in regards to their politics. I understand that they're not really meat consumers they're vegans <laughs> and vegetarians and stuff. soy boys right but the, the fact of the matter is i love soy 
can you specifically point out where are the things that Donald Trump has done bad besides like you know, baiting tweets or talking crap online. Right. Which saying, look saying China virus instead of coronavirus and it's just you know, what has he really done bad and what has he really not done to A adhere to his word and B service the American public? It can't be said. It can't. The only thing that liberals can paint on him is their opinion of him as a person, which right. I get. He's an asshole. Which is part of the reason I like him. Because the things that I think about, he says out loud. Yeah. The things that he says and his opinion is hilarious to me. And I, I love I love the fact that it riles people up. Yeah. It makes me that much more happy to support him and to see people freak out over his tweets and, and his anything, Facebook posts. Anything he does good, people just, the media tries to bury. I mean, I'm looking at Twitter right now, what's trending on Twitter. Hmm. Jim Carrey will play Joe Biden on Saturday Night Live, the number one trending thing on Twitter. Who gives a fuck? Jim Carrey, huh? Right. Well, not only that, it's probably going to be in praise of him because I doubt. Oh, Jim Carrey's got massive TDS. Yeah. He's another he's terrible. Yeah, Minneapolis, Minneapolis police traffic stops lower due to police being scared. That's Sounds who cares? legit. Yeah. The new Rasmussen numbers are out, and they got Trump forty-seven percent plus one, Biden forty-six percent. First time. First time. We got that guy Kramer called Nancy Pelosi. I, that was Nancy. amazing. Epic. You know, I uh, live on TV, right? Oh, in fine. front of her face. Weighing on yes. Yeah. Well, you know, Mad Money host Jim Kramer. I do right. love that guy. He's eccentric, but he's amazing. I almost feel that that was planned because it didn't make sense. Because she got really butthurt though. I watched it like ten times, and what bothered me more was there are still people online on Twitter, even though I don't have any social media like that that actually are still praising this woman when she is single-handedly the reason why there's no stimulus for people that twice didn't she shoot it down twice she shot it down today again nancy pelosi has wasted hundreds of millions of taxpayer dollars from everything to do with the stimulus all the way back to impeachment it's just absolutely disgusting and and she's a disgusting person look she's hard she's hard to look at yeah outside of her policy when i see her i'm waiting for her dentures to slip out i mean i mean live on tv to personally degrade her is one thing but i she's just been so unprofessional and and so but the 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 sad part is is that it's an 80 year old woman and that a lot of the things that people are trying yeah but (laughs) things that we're trying to get her to do they don't resonate with they they set me up they should apologize to me well she just showed what a psychopath she is when she said that because i mean to just be completely irreverent to the uh, yeah that would gavin newsom's wife i guess is like suing the salon now right yeah it makes sense well gavin newsom's wife is what her niece this is like his her aunt niece. or something like that. Yeah. Or she, yeah, no, that would be her. I aunt. mean, they're all related. It's one big, ugly tentacle Cluster. after another. It's Can disgusting. we just get someone red in the state? Yeah. Exactly. There was someone running red in National City who was Hidalgo. getting... He's running for Congress. So I think one of, he got... One of our buddies used yeah. to work with him. He runs every time. In the military. Yeah. Who? Uh, Johnny. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, the uh, California's up when? 2021 is the next governor vote? Uh, it's gonna be another blue one. Well, actually, oh, let me yeah. say there's Cut zero, one head there's zero percent chance another. after all this bullshit that Gavin Newsom survives. I no, for sure. I just don't see it. I mean, so there's there's a lot of talk of San Diego's mayor putting in for. It wouldn't be the worst. Thing. I don't hate him. 
Yeah. The nice. way he's handled this virus, 100% better than Newsom. And I love the fact that he's trying to break away yep. from California regulations going, you know what, F it, we're going to do our own thing. Right. Yeah, but that's also because he doesn't have a political agenda. He yeah. doesn't. Yeah. And so... He does look like a pedophile. Dude, my mom used yeah. to be... A Anyone over 50. <laughs> it's the oversized suit. Anybody in politics over 50. Yeah. Looks kind of sketchy. My mom used to be a liberal. She was a school teacher, didn't make that much money, single, three kids. That's like the formula for, and then, for being a liberal. And then she married my stepdad, <laughs> who has money. Evil. And she's like, you know what? You're right. This is all bullshit. They've been taking advantage of me forever. And... Now she's like, hey, you know, there's this like petition to get rid of Gavin Newsom, this and that. And she's like sending me links and this and that. Like, well, you live, live in Montana now? Yeah. She has a house in San Clemente. I'm jealous. And a house in Montana. Hmm. A couple other homes, you know, because they're fucking filthy rich. I'm one fart away from Newsom to moving to Montana. Speak, let's stay on the same as like people like his mom. What do you guys think of like political candidates right now that are that are picking up steam like Laura Loomer and Kim Kasich in Baltimore. I like her and I think that video she had was powerful. Yeah. She's working on another one right now and she said it's going to change the face of political ads in regards to she had like a, a movie maker go and make the next It's sad that ad for her. what what is really sad to me is that I've been a Baltimore Ravens fan since I was since I started playing football at 8. Okay. That was like the golden era of defense. I played linebacker from eight up until college. I coached the current Baltimore River. Who? Hey, Tony Jefferson. No sh- crap. That's amazing. He wants his autograph now. Fantastic athlete. He's a good guy. I mean, he's been in the NFL for, I think, like five years. Yeah. And he just signed his big contract with Baltimore last year, but he got hurt. He's a guy, very humble. You can text him today, and at some point he'll get back to you and send you an actual text message. Tell him to come on the podcast. Um I don't know if he pretty much celebrates the mega life though. Mm. So, he probably remember he's in that next, next, next. Tax he's in a different, uh, different plane of yeah. existence. Political candidates don't affect him financially. So I've been a fan of Baltimore. I've never been to Baltimore, but I've seen the devastation of that it's city. Terrible. It's horrible. It's disgusting. And it's something like, I can imagine, imagine being a rookie and you sign like a thirty million dollar signing bonus, a ridiculous contract. You move to Baltimore and you go. I have to drive Jeez. an hour to get to work. Yeah, I don't want to live in Baltimore. You, Let me live outside of it. You can't walk through the parking lot of an Orioles game or a Ravens game without the chances of you getting mugged. Yeah. It's that bad. And then you see the the video that she did, and you're like, man, this must have been because of the coronavirus or because of some crazy... Nope. And it's like, no, that's just the way that area is. Nope. That's heartbreaking. Nope. I lived in St. Louis during the uh, Ferguson riots. Okay. They fucking destroyed their own city. And they weren't even, like, destroying the nice parts of St. Louis. They were destroying, like, the slums that they lived in for for absolutely no reason. And I just read an article today. 95% of all these protests that have caused over $2 billion in insurance payouts... 2.2 billion. ...are all because of the Black Lives Matter protests. And it's like, yeah, water is wet. Duh. Like... Did we not think that all this BLM, Karl Marx's shit was fucking the reason for the protests? It's terrible. To get free shit out of all these places? The best part is people justifying them looting Nike stores or Target. It's like you don't see people running out with groceries or work boots. Who was it? AOC. She's like, they're just getting bread. And like, there's a guy walking out with like nine Nikes. There's a California legislator that said that 
the uh, sorry too loud the I can't. He's up there. You just got to speak into the, oh, the round sorry, sorry. part. Yeah. Tilt it a little bit down. Other way. Just pretend oh. we're behind closed doors. Oh, there okay. you go. <laughs> you got that right. Oh, yeah. Perfect. No, there was a California legislator last week that said that when people who are looting are arrested, we need to evaluate their social situation and what their needs are at home before we prosecute them. Bullshit. That's a good one. That makes my stomach hurt. It does. Yeah. No, it's it's like this with with Kim Klasik, and I I saw that video and I was like, hmm. another uh, truth teller. But yeah. made you want to move to Baltimore, huh? And what, what things? I mean, <laughs> you're an African American living in today's world. How, yeah. how does what things do you think that she'll be called for speaking the truth, saying that not only will she do what everyone said they do for the last forty years, but she'll follow through on it, and she's a Trump Republican. How does that make you feel? Uh. You know, I, I would say that, you know, most, uh, most African-Americans, see, there's, there's a big difference between black people and African-Americans, and I think that, you know, That's take, a great point. Yeah, take skin color out of, out of it and just, just say African-Americans, because if you talk to a Nigerian that immigrated here, you know, it's a, it's a totally different situation, you know. Then you talk to someone who's been here for a couple generations. Yeah, because Boko Haram probably tried to cut up his family, or or may have killed some of his siblings, or raped his sisters, yeah. or burned his village down. Yeah, and they have uh, GFM, which is genitalia female mutilization, right. or however you say it. And then they have terrorist attacks, and they also have ninety million people. Like it's it's crazy. And then you come to. United States, and um, you're told on TV by a man like LeBron James or something that, that the worst thing you have to worry about in this country as a black person is if you're. you're say, let me guess. Systematic racism? Yeah, systematic racism. I knew where, it. Yeah. Something so, that doesn't exist. Well, I mean, you you have to. Any rational person has to think like. You know, I think this year has been more fake hate crimes than real hate crimes. You know, when when these celebrities actually have to fake hate crimes. You know, I, yeah, who was oh, that? I was talking about Jesse Smollett, and then the guy from NASCAR. Yeah, the garage pole. Oh, Bubba, Wal- Bubba Wallace. Right. Yeah, that that, that was a great one because even when he got caught, um, he doubled down, and Jesse Smollett took. I just read recently is is still trying to double down. He's saying that the people, his cousins, which he hired, set him up. Yeah. He's yeah. still trying to stay When the Bubba Wallace the thing day. happened, the minute I saw the news, I called my dad and I goes, watch this. It's going to be a hoax. Yep. 100%. It's going to be a hoax. You know why? Because people legitimately, there's, I'm sure there's racist people out there. Yeah. But it is but a it's not way just, to be just, that not racist. It's such a small population compared to what the media portrays it as. Like, it's not like every other Trump supporter is out there tying nooses, hanging them for garages. It's not like that. Yeah, but I don't even think you can call it racism because racism, from like a contextual standpoint, is you can't do something because of the color of your skin. And what do you what do you think of affirmative action? Um, I think it's one of those one of the worst policies to help African Americans, and it will just put them you know, farther into the ground because, you know, it, it it is racism, just reverse. Like, 
hey, sorry, you can't get this job because we need to hire a black person. Imagine uh, if it was the other way around. That That's crazy. So... And and I've always been generally conservative with the way I went about things, like in in high school and college. Um, but I was also very liberal because I grew up in California. I grew up in San Bernardino. I went to a school with every race, literally everyone. We had international exchange students, so I got a lot of experience, but a lot of it mostly on the liberal side. And then I went to a very very conservative school. Southern Baptist, where they don't even believe in like abortion and like all these crazy things that were, at least to me, coming from California. But when I was in my government classes, I said affirmative action is bullshit. And everyone in that government class looked at me like I was the biggest racist. (laughs) I said, "It's, it's bullshit. Like I spend 16 hours playing sports, practice, two sports at high school and then I would go to club practices afterwards and you've got some you know black chick who doesn't do anything who tests way lower than me on the SAT who's going to get a higher score but she just didn't study and I didn't have the time to study cuz I was playing sports yeah well it's a, you know you know I I anyone that kind of brings it up you know affirmative action I always say like you know, if you have a sibling, imagine your mom just one day was like, you know, I, I know you did your chores, but I'm just going to give it to your brother because he hasn't had the chance. Say you, you asked for a gift or something. And that rage and frustration that builds inside of you isn't because of race. It's because you feel like you've been cheated. You've been unjust and, you know. You've been cheated out of what you earned. Right. And that that's affirmative action. It, it's nothing to do with race. And don't get me wrong. I think... The idea behind affirmative action was was great initially. It's good-hearted, especially sure. people who go to like some of those schools in the LA district that are just absolutely dog shit. Sure. And you can't get your education, or the environment around the school mm-hmm. is so bad that you can't get your education, but you're trying. But I just don't see how that is effective because then it's not going to change the culture, like we talked about earlier. There's nothing there that's going to change the culture by you and enabling the culture that they currently live in. Yeah. Well, it's like you said, it enables a less competitive nature. Yeah. You take a look at Biden's um, vice president nomination. He said before he picked Kamala Harris, I'm going to pick a minority woman. Let's put you behind the eight ball. That's, there's way more people that are quali- more qualified for that, but because of just got hired by the mob, right? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's you're hired by the system. You're you supposedly are trying to dismantle. I believe everybody that's accused Joe Biden of sexual assault is right, and then she gets is asked why she's like, how do you how do you sit with that guy after how do you sleep you, in, in addition to be to calling him straight up a racist on on a liberal on a liberal TV show? She gets asked by. Uh, Colbert, Stephen Colbert, and she goes, "It was a debate." That's that's all you're gonna get. That's not an answer. That's pathetic. That's not even the. That's a political answer. That's why I like Trump so much back in college because he was giving answers, not like the political answers. He was like straightforward. We was like, we need to put these fucking people in jail. Let's do this. We'll do this. And I was like, I can understand this as a as a 19 year old or 20 year old. Yeah. When it's just yeah. It's just frustrating. 
what what annoys me about our generation you and i are about the same age and i think i don't know if we're even millennials we might be generation we're, we're millennials unfortunately generation x or whatever you all are yeah but people our age group don't do research Whatever LeBron James says is who they're voting for, exactly. which is a frustrating part because Trump could perform the best in the debate. Biden can shit the bed like he's going to and like he has for the last year while he's been campaigning. From his basement. And people are still going to vote Biden because LeBron James and all these, you know, Halle Berry or yeah, what's it, Cardi B or Jeez, Rihanna or whoever it was went How on with Joe Biden. with a track record like Cardi B who has openly admitted to drugging men who they was paying for prostitution to have sex with her of robbing them because it was a way for her to come up to have any relevance over the... Not only that, she just announced she's divorcing her husband. Exactly. So I guess like that taking any advice enough, right? from this lady is out of, out of role. It's pathetic. It's bananas. What do you guys think of all this police brutality, protest, defund the police BS? Well, let's get something out there on the table real quick that's that's just a fact that needs to get talked about. Lay it out. Systematic racism does not exist in policing, period. Okay, so, you know, the, the democratic narrative since they gave up on the KKK back in the day was that Racism exists in instances, and instances exist in racism. But now they're saying that an entire governing body, i.e. law enforcement, which has existed since the dawn of time, uh, is systematically racist, and that only police, regardless of their agency, their level of law enforcement, whether it be local, state, federal, whatever, private security, all of them are racist, and they are only wearing the uniform and donning the badge to systematically kill unarmed African Americans is complete horseshit. So do I believe that racism racism exists in the United States? Of course it does. Does racism exist in some police agencies in specific instances of officers who are racist? Absolutely. It's sure. Just, it's just the way the world is. I mean you look it's inevitable to have that take place and it'll always be that way in the future but if, if you think that like the word police is a synonym for racism is completely one ignorant be counter progressive and just not a way to function in this day and age it's just absolutely it's pathetic narrative i think it's disgusting and and horrible it's deliberately tearing the country apart it is because it's making people who worked with each other, let's just say like people who are in you know whatever agency they work for, for years, there might be a guy who was white, there might be a guy who was black, they've been partners at a the time, they've worked on task force, they've saved each other's lives. And now because of what these drive-by headlines are you know, um, saying is fact, they look at each other and say, well, maybe my partner doesn't like me because I'm white and maybe the other guy's looking at him and saying, well, maybe my partner doesn't like me because I'm black for no reason other than to create a fake narrative that doesn't exist. We looked, Raiden and I, we looked up the stats from 2019. I think there was 19 instances of unarmed black Americans being shot by police in the United States and 11 of those 19 instances held up in court and zero of them have gone on to say that the officer was wrong in their use of force, which means the, the rest of them are still in the process of being, you know, worked out. 
And how, how, like, PTSD-wise, do you think it is for those law enforcement officers to want to go back out there after all these riots? So let's say you were involved in that shooting in 2019 or 18 before, and now your name's getting thrown out in the public, like Breonna Taylor's, for those officers. Whatever happened during that house raid, no one is going to get prosecuted for that. It's already been stated. But now they're putting Breonna Taylor's name on, on NFL helmets when they won't put even the law enforcement officers that were, you know, ambushed in Dallas. What was it, 19 officers or nine officers? Six officers were killed in all. Yeah. And they, they wouldn't, the NFL wouldn't even let them put their names on their helmet. Well, it's just like this. This week, Cam Newton wore cleats this week. He's the starting quarterback for the New England Patriots. Uh, on both sides, the outsides of his cleats were seven bullet holes. And on the insides, the insteps of both of his cleats said seven times in quotes. Mm. And, and we need to understand, what's that guy's name? Jacob Blake. Jacob Blake. <laughs> was that Wisconsin, right? That, that's the one in Kenosha, Wisconsin, that Kamal Harris called a hero? She went and visited she him. She was proud of him. She was very proud of him. She went and visited him. So let's just look yeah. at the totality of the circumstances in that case specifically. That guy... Um, had already been convicted of digitally, I don't know what that means, digitally raping the person who lived at the house he was at when the police arrived that day. Oh, try that tonight. Digitally raping? That, that's, what the, that's what the literal charge of it says, digitally raping. I don't understand what that means. I think when you're like fucking having phone sex and then she says no. <laughs> but he keeps soliciting like, yeah. what, dick pics or something? Maybe. So that's number one. Number two, he didn't have custody of any of the three of the kids that were... I guess biologically his. Hmm. That were in the vehicle that he tried to go in. Exactly. Number three, if you look at his Instagram, which is now taken down, but before, uh, he had pictures of himself wearing body armor and wearing the weapon, which he did brandish on the day of the incident where he was shot. In addition, the mainstream media has continued to push a narrative that he was there to break up a fight between two females when the 911 calls prove that the mother of the woman who he sexually assaulted called 911 and said he was not allowed on that property and he was there in regards to something with their children. That's the first thing. That's why police responded. So I don't know if it was a protection order or if it was a yeah, stay away. That's, that's but, what I remember. But the thing was, he was not supposed to be there and he was there. So he was not breaking up a fight between two females. That was a completely fake narrative which is still being produced and pushed in the, in the mainstream media today. Number two... Can you guys update LeBron? I don't think he knows. He resisted arrest. (laughs) That's a fact. He fought with police officers. That's a fact. It's on video. It's already online. He beat two taser deployments in in addition to resisting arrest. And then while he was walking away, he brandished a weapon, which is clearly seen on his Instagram profile pic of some, like, pull-out dagger that he had in his waistband. And then went into a vehicle where there was three kids that he did not have custody of after all of these uses of forces were applied to him. Now, did the police officer who shot him seven times in the back have justification to do that? Absolutely. Was the use of force justified? Now, if we go back to just our training, you don't pull the trigger unless you want to kill or destroy whatever you're shooting. Did he fall down after the... So he was still kind of up when the officer discharged his weapon. So if the person wasn't killed or destroyed, then, you know. 100%. My thing is, have you ever been jaywalking before? Um, Well, I think we all have. I've never been busted for it. You ever almost get hit by a car? Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's what's important. Every time. (laughs) You'll ever see those videos of people getting hit by cars? That thing's fucking a deadly weapon. And you can kill everyone inside those. I've seen police 
uh, what is it when they fucking hit your car? Right. T-bone. Pit, pit maneuver. Pit maneuver. But that's after two officers were beat up by this guy and they couldn't get cuffs on him and they deployed two different tasers. So what I'm saying is, is he's got those three kids that aren't his in that car. You hear the, the mom or the grandma or the other lady yelling, stop, just fucking right. blah, blah, blah. The kids are in the fucking car. Yeah, resisting. fucking shoot them. Yeah, does, does, He's going to kill those three kids Does the, the vehicle car. turn into a weapon? Does he 100%. kidnap the kids? I mean, I, I believe in court, the officer is going to be justified in his shooting. I, I just think that the way the media went with it, knowing the totality of the circumstances, is just absolutely pathetic. Here's, here's the bottom line is, Brianna Taylor, even George Floyd, now that this new video has come out, which I told my I call my dad and I talk every day. I get off at six in the morning. I call him because he's up at four o'clock, okay. whether he's working or not. Him and I have a conversation on the way home. The day that happened, I called him and I said the fact that the body cam is not released yet is sketchy. Yep. Meanwhile, four months later, after the entire country is up in arms, the body cam gets released. No liberal media is showing it Who because knew? it paints a different picture. Who knew before that potty cam footage was released that there was three other people in the car and they were lawfully detained and released at the scene because they complied. And not only that, the way he ended up on the ground mm-hmm. was because he flopped there. And he asked to lay on the ground. Now, here, here's the thing with me. My personal opinion is George Floyd shouldn't have been put in the situation at the end of that video, the nine minutes of whatever. Sure. Like, I, I don't think that that was appropriate. However... When you watch the body cam footage, and remember, that's one of four body cams. We're going to see that from different angles. He was non-compliant. He was disoriented. He was obviously intoxicated or, or under some kind of stimulus. And, and the fact, you know, the people that were detained literally pointed to him and literally went like, made the crazy sign to the cops. He's not all there. Yeah. So, and I don't know. There, there was just newly released evidence the other day. I guess somebody at the hospital doxed George Floyd and said that in May of 2019, he was admitted to the hospital for an apparent drug overdose on fentanyl. No way. All right. In addition to the fact that the day he died, he had enough fentanyl in his system to kill a... Elephant. Clyde horse. Yeah. <laughs> so, look. Did you guys see the autopsy report? Right. Yeah. About 100%. the second family, or the family hiring a second person? Because, yeah. And that person never even had access to, to the, body. the body. Right. And everyone's like, oh, he died because they were on his carotid artery. So, so the person who did the second autopsy, the, the Hollywood autopsist, basically read the toxicology report, completely disregarded it, and wrote his own narrative, which was published in the mainstream media and pushed as the only narrative after the official toxicology report came in saying that he had not only meth and weed in the system, he was actively infected with coronavirus and had three or four times the amount of normal fentanyl that would be prescribed to an adult of his age normal in his system at the, at, the, at the time of death. Look, at the bottom line, did he deserve to die? No. Absolutely. Did Brianna Taylor deserve to die? No. No. Look, you play with fire, you're going to get burned. Brianna okay. Taylor, I, I commented, and I know he's not going to listen to this podcast because his wife probably controls everything that right. he does. Him and I were good friends in high school. He posted something, Justice for Brianna Taylor. And I, I messaged him on Instagram because I've taken a step back from Just Facebook. Just one of your friends? Was a friend in high school. Got beers with him about a year ago. Haven't talked to him since then. And we haven't hung out since in high school since we got beers a couple, like a year ago. And I said, what charges do you think these cops should get? First degree murder. And I'm like, let me lay this out for you. Brianna Taylor laundered money for not only her current boyfriend... 
her ex-boyfriend who was in prison. The reason she was on that warrant, because her ex-boyfriend in prison put her name. They, they were surveilling for that property a, and the person that she was dating for four years. Exactly. And the ex-boyfriend who was in prison put her name down for a plea deal. Not only that, but in. there's a lot of people who go out on social media and say that that wasn't Brianna Taylor's boyfriend at the time of the quote-unquote no-knock raid. So the, to which I respond with, then why were they in the same house, her house, in the same bed, sleeping together? And what time did the raid happen? Like two in the morning? Three in the morning. Right. So I laid this out to him from a law enforcement perspective. I said, you have to realize in the court of law, law enforcement officers are not supposed to be 100% right, but act what? Reasonable. So you break down the door, you have a no-knock warrant from a federal judge who signed that. So if you have an issue with a warrant, go talk to the judge. Which Because the- these guys kick down the door. The minute they do that, someone returns fire as a reasonable law enforcement professional. What is your due diligence to do? Return fire. Was she caught in the crossfire? Yes. Was, should she have died? Absolutely not. But was she innocent in this whole scheme from a drug conspiracy? Negative. If you have an issue with Breonna Taylor's death, it shouldn't be with those officers. It should who be with the down. boyfriend who brandished a firearm and or, fired back. Or with the no-knock warrant system. It, everything those cops did Justified. that we know right now was legal to the law that they were following. Yep. If you have a problem with it, change the policy, not the Most likely when that warrant was finished, the evidence that they had with her laundering money from both drug dealers Mm -hmm. who were involved in the same drug ring, she would have been arrested. Not only that, but everybody makes the claim and puts the picture up on social media of her and some nurses scrub like she was an ER nurse at the time of (laughs) the no-doc rape. Fact, fact. Brianna Taylor was fired from her job in whatever hospital she worked at in 2017 for things that violated policy of her workplace conduct. So I used to work at a hospital, funny enough, and we had some ghetto nurses, and I mean like ghetto, because this wasn't like where I grew up in San Bernardino. This was like pretty ghetto. I'm not going to say the name of the area, because you'll be able to find me pretty easy. Hmm. Um, But the nurses would like go, and we had regular like drug users show up to the hospital, and they know all the questions. No, I'm allergic to this. I'm allergic to this, so that they get the the certain fucking painkiller, and the nurses would go. Methadone? And they would inject the saline instead of the drug. And then they would pocket the drug. And then the doctor would reorder the drug because the guy's like, hey, I'm still really fucking hurting. And then they would inject it into him. And we had a couple of them get busted for that. Because obviously, you know, there's fucking cameras and who's, who, whose patients are the ones that need to get double doses of a painkiller. They all got fired, yeah. except for one, because they couldn't specifically pin it on her. Yeah. I mean, I personally, like, when you say justice for Breonna Taylor, I just think that it should be, don't put yourself in that kind of a situation, and, you know, but stuff, I, like, stuff like that wouldn't happen. I, I, it's, it's just, you know, and this whole civil suit, it's basically, the police department's not admitting fault, and none of those officers are going to be committed. And this is literally a plea to please don't burn down inner city parts of St. Louis just for the sole fact that, you know. And, and you have to remember, civil versus criminal, criminal is 100% without a doubt guilty. Right. Civil is 51, 49 percentage wise. So, so just if the city, 
gives them the money in a civil suit does not mean that they are wrong criminally. She she got caught up in a in a bad but completely avoidable situation. Like 100%. don't be a drug dealer or money launderer and don't return fire when well don't initiate shooting when when cops are trying to raid your house. I understand the boyfriend's defense, but let's break it down before you guys yell at me. Someone breaks in to your fucking house, at okay. least you think. You're going to pull out a gun. Yeah. Hey, who the fuck is this? I thought I've had people break into my house before. What? I don't just fucking like... <laughs> I thought they knock first. Wait, how do you think? Fucking... <laughs> Look, I'll be loud, honest. loud thing, bang, my if dog I'm home barking. 2 o'clock in the morning, you're going to get shot with a three oh eight rifle that's not necessarily registered to the U.S. government. I'll tell you that right now. There you go. It'll be buried in PVC pipe before anybody comes... Yeah. But to investigate, all, all the all the rifles end up in the middle. According of the- to the re- <laughs> according to the reports, they announced themselves multiple times after they kicked down the door, and a cop literally got shot. Like I'm sorry, it was like a sergeant, wasn't it? Yeah, he, he was actually point on that on that raid. And and here's the thing: in any law enforcement at you know uh, context, if you're breaching something and announcing anything, and you are shot at first. You're bringing the cavalry. Yeah, I mean, mag- especially with a violent drug dealer. Mags are getting dumb. It's on and popping. Yep. So it's not like they were walking. And it's in. not the the crossing guard unit that's no, breaking it, down this door. They were drug they dealer. They were breaching the, the door at FAO Schwartz. They right. were breaching the door of a known drug associate. And, and not a drug dealer, a drug trafficker. Right. This dude had bodies under his drug. And, and how and there many? wound up being a dead body in the car. And then her boyfriend, who was the one who shot the cop, actually went to jail that day, made bail, and then skipped his court date. And no was, way. Imagine that. And he wound up being arrested a short time later. For a different drug charge. Exactly. Mm. Bam. Case. Imagine this. How many times have you seen on YouTube, Instagram, a drug deal go bad and everyone pulls out guns? I saw that at high school. At yep. my high school, literally 12 years ago. You're a cop and you're going in on a drug raid. Dr- drug raid. How often not do you think so? Not a traffic stop. Four years of investigation. A drug raid. How how sure are you there's at least one gun in that house? But wait, LeBron James knelt on a towel yeah. and said and didn't want all to police are racist because Jordan died to say something. And LeBron we trust. Oh God. Yeah, you're awfully quiet over there. I know you got a, a brain full of you do weigh in on this stuff. No, you know, it's it's one of those things where... You do have a radio voice, man. You do. It's velvety. It's kind of turning me off. Oh, no. <laughs> the boner are Stop doing every time. <laughs> hey, look at this do. dog right here. This dog is hyped for your voice. <laughs> nah, look. <laughs> you know, it's it's interesting. I don't know who those two cops are that were recently murdered. Or, they're not They survived. They survived, yeah. I guess one had like a five-year-old. The 31-year-old mother who was shot in the jaw has a five-year-old. Right. What a savage. Well, because LeBron, and to my ignorance as well, we don't even know her name. But we know who Breonna Taylor is. Right. We know who... Uh, George Floyd. George Floyd is. And the other guy. Well, I don't know. I, I know you guys say that <laughs> Breonna Taylor shouldn't have died. and You know, I've got a little sympathy, but not a whole lot. Not much, right? If the evidence is true that she was involved in the drug selling. Because, you know... Uh, it, it it definitely does have one of those. Uh, Are you going down the road of think about think about how many kids, how many kids she killed with the drugs that she trafficked? Well, I mean, that's a slippery slope. It, it is, you know, and uh, 
Well, then, then you go back to the population control that we were talking about. Yeah, you see, and every I I believe every in if, vote if without the without the with with a hundred percent evidence, if you're in jail for some like crazy ass charge or a violent charge, general mutilation, chop yep. that shit off, Whoa. get rid of it. Mm. Yeah, but then in general, or what would you sexual do? stuff? But, but then you'd really be both. defunding the police right. because like, then you think, well. You know, there's no criminals committing crime. Well, well, you know what I thought was really funny? Yesterday, actually, before their game, uh, one of the NBA teams traveling to the bubble, which is where they're all playing at the Disney World Resorts, were stopped by Black Lives Matter protests. (laughs) And they were actually banging on the bus and going crazy. And the players on the bus... Friendly fire. ...demanded that the the driver radio for the sheriffs to come in and escort them into the bubble because... Wow. Yeah, they were stopped before their game. That's the... that What was that? Austin or the 17 Kyle? Uh Uh-huh. They're like, call the police! Call the police! 17 year old kid that murked two people. Is anyone updated on that? I I don't know the update. All I know is he's got one of the best lawyers in the country. Yeah, and he's representing him for free. Here's the the thing Kyle Rittenhouse is getting off. He's he's not getting charged with anything, and he's getting paid at least $100 million for. He'll be set for the rest of his life if he plays his cards right. So, all of the narratives that the media created were all false. The gun was not trafficked across state lines. The gun was one of his friends who lived in the state and in the city where he was patrolling all day. In addition to that, he was cleaning up graffiti. And he was clean- a trained EMT. Yeah, exactly. And that's why he was there when night fell. He, he, and he was actually interviewed by the protesters, like literally before they started to... Why he was there. Assault. And he yeah. told them he was there to render aid. And he had rendered aid to protesters before that incident occurred. So Not only I- that, the law where he was at was stated that if you're under 18 you can be in possession of a firearm if it's in self-defense I'm of a rifle there too. I want to see a show of hands he's a better shot than me <laughs> all I know is I've oh, never he, been look wait, he got look, hit better shot than him? no it's right, right, so, yeah, he so got hit look, look, look. out of all four of us sitting here Kyle Rittenhouse is a better shot he got hit in the head with a skateboard was on the ground he got hit in the head with a skateboard after he got kicked in the head and a cocktail Molotov thrown at him could you imagine like look. sitting there shitting your pants as BLM's running at you and you have when the, you're a kid, and you have 17 years old, the cool nerves to fucking pop a headshot, and you had gloves, and hit another guy in the with, chest with the glove. Yeah, but we don't know this kid. He, I mean, he's a savage. First, that could have been but the best me, day of my life. Let me tell Look, you, up there, they are all hunters. Every single one of them is a hunter. I'll be but honest. I mean, let me tell you something. When you're hunting, there's no fucking turkey or deer that hits you in the head with a foot. And hit you in the head with the skateboard. And as a grown man. Right, before you get fucking two rounds off and take off somebody's chest and somebody's fucking arm. Who, the who arm a prior that's holding the gun. With the Glock. Right. Without, after you without already, reloading. After you cap somebody. So here's the thing. I'm a pretty good shot. I'm not going to brag. I got... Sounds like he's bragging. Passive-aggressive brag. Score of 300 at a certain academy. I got 295. Whoa. Okay. Scored perfect with a rifle. Now by scoring, you mean you hit a cardboard... Exactly. Under pressure with someone trying to murder me, Literally I would guarantee you. my fight or flight that probably goes right out the window. This 17 year old kid doesn't pay bills, eats probably cereal three times a day. Or hot pockets, like I do. And hot pockets for dinner. Showed up to the show, got it done, and is serving hard time right now, waiting for. I mean, dude, come on. He's a hero. 
Shoot me, motherfucker. And his shoot intent, me. Okay. His, his intent God. to he, he didn't actually say shoot me, motherfucker. He said shoot me and Bob. Yeah, three times, multiple oh. times. Yeah. And his intent to, to be there was not to hurt anybody. It was literally to render aid because he was a genuine EMT trained. And two out of those three people would would never even have been fired on if he didn't trip when he was running towards the police. All I know is he... Uh, and he turned himself in and the police let him go that 100%. day. 100%. He goes, hey, I just killed somebody. I just killed somebody with his hands up. You know... Well, I mean, after he did the first the first shot, the guy who threw the, the bottle at him, uh, you know, he took that guy's cap off and he started to call and as soon as he started to call someone ran through and punched him in the face and then the whole mob started chasing him and here's the thing that kid shouldn't even have been put in that situation i mean he he shouldn't have to yeah, that's the elephant in the room you know? yeah he shouldn't have to be armed security for some business that they tried to burn down the night before because where was that at kenosha the, yeah. because some guy got shot seven shots in the back because he was where he wasn't supposed to be. He resisted arrest. He beat up two cops. He beat two taser deployments and then brandished a weapon. As a rapist. As a rapist. Hmm. You know, and, but that's just where we're at right now. And it's, it's. Dude, I posted on Facebook. I shared that story. The whole deal. Some guy was bullshitting with me and I'm like, look, you have daughters? Dakota Grammy? Oh, you didn't think so. Okay. Because I have a daughter and she's my best friend. I love, she's two years old. My favorite kid. Don't tell my son that. Her favorite food is steak. She doesn't like vegetables. She's an identical clone of me. If someone would ever touch her, I would voluntarily go to prison for the murder I would do to that person. Yeah, I don't know what what I would do if someone. And I would tell I tell people that. Do you have kids? No, I don't have kids. And I'm like, then you don't understand. A rapist. I don't care if they got shot seven times in the back. They're lucky they got off at seven. They're lucky it was a cop and not some pro-Trump Second Amendment freak. That had an AR with a bullet button on it. And both other guys that got shot, they were both career felons. They both had tons of charges. You Everybody know, that's That been... one guy should not even have had a, a pistol. And it was so awesome that just by the sheer science of it, when he was shot and 60% of his bicep was removed from his body, his hand locked up around that gun to where so many people could put him on social media, not being able to release it because <laughs> he went into friggin'... He went into like lock, a lockjaw mode, exactly, <laughs> and and could do nothing except hold it while he was. The bleeding. best part was his hat said, "Medic." Guess what? Medic. Yeah, and he went on CNN like two days ago and talked about how terrible it was, and CNN put it all over their freaking website. And oh, they did. Yeah, they did. Oh, nice. Yeah. No way. Yeah. You know, I I know Keanu Reeves is thinking John Wick four, Kyle Rittenhouse. Right? Hey, they they filmed four and five back to back. Oh, yeah. they did. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, oh, wow. you, you want to know the real reason? Hmm. It's because Keanu Reeves is going over to Marvel to be Ghost Rider. <gasps> no. Spoiler alert. Where'd you learn that from? I did. The is Deep Dark Interwebs of Reddit? Yeah. Well, you know, they, dude, that they've would been be, trying to get him. Because Nicolas Cage, no offense, loved the National Treasure, favorite movie, watched it this morning, not going to lie. Are we going to pivot to Marvel right now before we go back to politics? I think we, we can. Are. We can. I'm just saying, Nicolas Cage, the only good movie he was in was Con Air, which was also suspect. Face Off? Face Off, Donnie Travolta. Ah, he's made a bunch of good movies. He's he also just, made a bunch well, of dumpster fires. Let's, let's all National talk. Treasure is the best one ever. Yeah, but I'm going to throw that out there. No, let's talk about you, the Nicholas, IRS. He's got to pay. Cage's best movie of all time. He's got to pay. <laughs> I think we all can agree. It's Raising Arizona. <laughs> never saw I've it. ever seen that. I've never even heard of that. Okay, listen. This is our homework. 
So hopefully this podcast will get put into a pre-election show in about two weeks, right? It'll be put. It'll be aired before the end of the day. Okay. So, but I mean, like in general, we should we should get to be get get together before the election. Talk about our pre-election for show. sure. And okay. then we should do one the night of or the night after the election. I'm down. Um, the other reason I still think Biden is because you guys seen that uh, episode of The Simpsons. Where he he's very terrified that Donald Trump's not going to win the presidency. Yeah. I think he's going to win by a bitch slap. But here's I'm the on, thing: I'm on Brandon's side. I, I think you guys are. Really? It's going to be really close, man. No, okay, so it's like this, right? You, you know, there's that conspiracy theory about uh, the Simpsons predicting everything. Right? They predicted a lot. It's kind of scary. Yeah, and you know, I don't buy into that, right? Because it could be a great coincidence. Um, or they could be really good at what they're doing. Yeah, exactly, right? Or it, it's Jack not Rody too hard. might be a time traveler. You know, I, so going back to COVID and this lady now who's allegedly a whistleblower. Oh, you're talking about the lady that defected from China? Yeah. You know, you know she, she actually turned herself in following her flight to CBP custody like two or three months ago. Oh, really? What, yeah. What's CBP, sir? I'm uninformed. Oh, it's uh, U.S. Customs and Border Protection. Customs and it's Border not, Patrol. It's not Border Patrol? That's what I thought it stood for. <laughs> it could be. I'm California sure. Border Patrol? I think Trump uh, calls them the Border Guards. Right. Yeah. Okay. They're the St. Michael's of law enforcement. The only thing Donald Trump needs to know is, like, where's the wall and where can I sign it? Yeah, and where does it keep growing? Yeah. So, all right, so here's my big conspiracy theory on why Trump will lose. <gasps> hate it. I already hate you it. Said, Let's say maybe he'll lose, not when he'll lose. I'm going to put it out there right now. Donald Trump has 0% chance of losing the There's, always, there's always a 1%. No. Would you bet your Zero. house on that? I would. Well, I think I would too. Take man. out a second mortgage and go to Vegas, bro. Let's go to Vegas. All right, so, so no. hear me out. Let's no. hear so, out. Popular vote, easy. Trump. But Don, the electoral vote? Don Bengino hates you right now. I know. I'm sure he does. But with everything going on... Hey, Sean Hannity is going to scare more people on his show than usual because he hates you right now. Look, it's like this, right? I started reading his new book, Side Note. Fantastic. It's a great Anyways, book. Yeah, I've been reading it online. You know, for every leftist book, there's a right book. Right? I have it right. It's on the back of the couch right so, there. So how do, you, how do you keep up, you know? Um, you just don't read Don't read books. liberal stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I want to read, read liberal shit, I'll just go look at the CNN homepage. I'll just read the box back to, back of a cereal box. Yeah. Orange man, bad, 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 orange man. I know, right? No. <laughs> there it is. Alright, so just just open your mind to this. Cause this requires like some deep thought. I wouldn't say deep thought, but it would be like take yourself out of the situation. Like so say, you know, you guys have watched that show Blacklist. Yeah. Alright. So you know how It's good old Tron. Right, yeah, James Spader. Hey, we're going back to Marvel after this. Right. That works. So, you remember how Reddington talked about the cabal, and those are the people that really run this country? Yeah. And we're at a point now where dots are starting to connect. So, I listened to that podcast today with Edward Snowden. On Joe Rogan. On Joe Rogan. Mm -hmm. It was a good one. Um, I have not yet heard it. I'm going to listen to it. Well, you know, with what's going on with him, Julian Assange, the liberal media, the masses, the COVID, nothing... You have to admit one thing before you get into your point, that you can actually feel that they're literally like, all right, who remembers... I'm going to take it to Star Wars real quick. Revenge of the Sith. 
You remember when Yoda was hanging on to the fucking little thing in the in, in the Senate in by his nails? Yeah. That's that's literally where Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, and all the people on the left side. No, that's literally what they're holding on by, and they're I, making that face that Yoda made right before he fell off. And they're, you gotta admit, the the Democrat Party in the United States is literally fighting for their lives because they can't survive four more years to this. One hundred percent. Yeah, they can unleash all the riots post election that you can imagine, and it'd be worse than anything you could think in your brain. But they can't survive four more years of the Trump administration. Look, I. So the reason why I thought about this is mainly because of that Jim Cramer interview. Now, <laughs> like I think it's always Great awesome to take your kids to to Disneyland and you you like you look at them, you see their face, they get all excited, mm-hmm. but you deep down you know, like you know how this is. This is a business. They're selling a product. They want money, and your and your kid is loving the product, and you're just, paying for it. Yeah. You are, but it hurts the most. But you don't tell the kid, "Hey, by the way, you know this costs, Disney runs this. Yeah, this costs oh, an arm and I pay for this." So. I told my son that at two years old. Oh, well, he didn't understand it. But I sat him down. It's like this is. It's either this or college. So, <laughs> well, so it's Disney, pa- <laughs> did, did you say Disney pass or college? He said this know. or cause, not even the pass. Was one day. It was a one day pass. Right, so take this right. So. With the Jim Cramer thing, and I don't know where I'm going to go with this. And this you're may- talking about him calling Nancy Pelosi crazy Nats, right? Yeah, and this is this was like more confirmation that I think we're being sold. I think we're being distracted of what's really going on. Okay, what's really going on then? I think what they all call the deep state, the real leaders of the world, the people that are really in charge. And now you're talking specifically about George Soros, the Bilderbergs. Yeah. Those people. Those Big people. Big Pharma. The Illuminati. Yeah. You I, can call them that. I believe it exists. Okay. It, it has to it exist. for sure exists. Okay. So let's say they exist. They do. Facts. Right? <laughs> no, because I, I mean, emoji. I want to side on the side of error. For sure. Like I said, you all know the name of Breonna Taylor. You know LeBron James. You know Donald Trump. You see Joe Biden, and it's almost like you have to ask yourself, you're presented with these two options, these two candidates. Obviously, I'm, you know, I, I do love Trump, but you also have to understand, like, none of this makes logical sense. And when you think about the Illuminati, their main goal must be power yep. and money. Control. Sure. And control. And <sighs> what if, with yes. Edward Snowden, Julia Assange... And the growing base of communication, and who else, who knows what else, the exposure was going on outside of the world. And they came together and they said, pretty much the Simpsons thing, what do we do? Jeffrey Epstein has been caught, and they've got Anthony, Anthony Weiner's laptop. What do you, what, side note, what, what do you feel about that? That nine of the twelve people who have viewed Anthony Weiner's laptop have died. Okay, so exactly. which is facts. Now this, see all these things. This is why, like I, I feel like these are just confirmation bias for me, right? Just like, uh, just like this whole Black Lives Matter, like you know whatever. Does anybody remember the name of that uh, DNC staffer who died? The one who was supposedly <laughs> going to expose Hillary Clinton. 
What was his name? No, the I kid. don't remember. They said he got robbed in Washington, D.C. He got shot in the back, but his wallet and Rolex watch were still on his body. Seth Rich? I remember that. Yeah. Sounds familiar. I feel like that was buried under the rug. He was another Wikipedia guy. Guy that was communicating with uh, Julian Assange. Yeah. Okay, so... Suicide, two shots to the back of the yep. head type deal. Yeah. No, two shots to the back. Wallet and Rolex watch left on his body, but they considered Suicide. a murder for robbery. Come on, all right, so so you look at that, right? So, all right, Illuminati, Cabal, Deep Leaders, George Soros. Deep State. Deep State. Deep State. So. Deep State. You take all this, and you have to think, what, like, okay, so, and then they murdered that uh, judge's husband and shot her kid. Oh, that, that, that was FedEx. super fucked up. Right? The one who was taken on the Epstein, fi- Epstein well, financier. Not yeah. to pause just a split break a common example of what I was saying earlier is about there's literally evidence bleeding from the walls everywhere of a nationwide conspiracy okay and to your point international conspiracy right international conspiracy so these things are going on but these are things that you have to look for like there if it wasn't for like reddit or you know even fucking instagram stories joe rogan instagram stories None of us would know about this. No. But we'd all be entertained by Orange Man Bad, Brianna Taylor, and LeBron James. Oh, you forgot to mention that Orange Man is bad and Bad Man is orange. So oh, he's okay. bad. Of course. And so, <laughs> and so now... Can you make a coin of that? Shapiro says it's so much better. Yeah. He's like, Orange Man Bad, Orange Man Bad, Bad his Man voice, is orange, so Orange Man is bad. His voice alone, I know, pisses yeah. people off. Bad Man is orange, Orange Man is bad. It just pierces right through their TVS. So, you take it all, and you think, all right, where are they going next? So, another confirmation bias for me. And so, so here's what I'm saying, summarize, is the global cabal makes us all believe that this election, we have a choice, we have a say in the matter. But I, re- I really believe that they're doing all this. They're creating this show just like my kid would have this show at Disney. Mm-hmm. And we're all watching it. But every now and then, you see, like, the Disney character had a, had a rope, which is kind of like, you know, an exposure to the, hey, this might be a little fake here, a little fake there. Right. And so you start connecting all these dots. You start to see frills in the uh, uniform. Mm-hmm. And you start to see that it all could be fake. And so the reason why I think Biden would win is not because he'd be the choice of the American people, but I think this global cabal, this establishment, can't really control him. What's going on in the Middle East is by design. It's not by accident. These neocons, these warmongers, these people that that are propagating... And this ties into money, too. Like, the world reserve currency is the United States dollar. Back in the 70s, we got off the gold standard, and we went on the printer, where you just print away. The entire world... Regardless of the debt. Yeah. Regardless of inflation. Which is how inflation is created. Right. Right. If we need money, fucking fire up the money printer. Exactly, right? And the reason why the United States can, can get away with that is because we have such a strong military presence in the entire world. Right. And any country that decides, you know what... We're not going to use the euro uh, reserve, or I'm sorry, the dollar reserve. I believe the Pentagon, the deep state say, okay, 
well, if you don't, if you won't use it, just like the James Bond movie uh, Casino Royale, if you don't use it, Gaddafi or Saddam, we will we will pay your replacement, yep. and he will use our U.S. dollar, and it just. It just keeps the power centralized and in control. I and I terribly believe- that those two guys died. Yeah. Saddam hung on YouTube live. Dude, I remember watching that on YouTube. Gaddafi pulled out of a drainage pipe and sodomized with a bayonet until he fucking passed out. That was beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. And so... Or terrible. I mean, horrible. Yeah, I know, right? How could they? So... I mean, the thing was, they were they were Clinton, Bush, Obama pawns. For sure. So As right? soon as they became expendable, they became... Not worth expendable, right? Exactly, and so whoever controls them were the same people that controlled the Clintons. Who, when they left office, can we all agree here that the Clintons are the most disgusting family in the history of America? Well, they, and they're, they're yes. I'm, I'm talking about you're talking about American Revolution. You're talking about Civil War, human rights, women to vote, civil rights, all of the wars we've been in. I don't think anybody trumps, pun intended. <laughs> the Clintons is the worst family, literally in the history For sure. of the world. Yeah. So, I mean, George Soros, who was literally a Jew who gave Jews over to the Nazis and became technically a Nazi as a Jew, who's also a thousand years old. Right. They're they're like running yeah. neck and neck, but I think like overall the Clintons kind of like beat them in like the photo finish. How is he still alive, George Soros? He won't last another Trump administration. Us so. talking about him, like probably, he probably them. greenlit all yeah. of us. Yeah. We're probably all on the watch. Well, whatever. Oh, shit. I'd rather be on the watch than not, right? Speaking of the watch, how have you guys prepared? So I was talking to my dad. My dad's uber conservative. Didn't graduate high school. Okay. Italian. Proud American? Super proud American. Hey, I'll go, hey, I won't go into detail on this podcast. Does anybody realize that we're like in the out of Italian ratio? At this table right now that we are in, like, for the entire oh, probably dude. state of California. I'm not only Italian, I'm Sicilian. No, okay. I'm 100% Italian. Sicilian. 100%. My grandpa was adopted. So my great-grandma immigrated from Naples with my grandpa and his sister. She married someone who was of Peruvian descent, last name Torres, and she died shortly thereafter. Oh, shit. And That's a buzzer he, beater. He, <laughs> he legally adopted my grandpa and his sister, and the last name went from Denorcio to Torres. So my family immigrated from Sicily to Detroit. Hmm. When they landed in Detroit, there was nine brothers and one sister. Okay. When they came from Detroit to San Diego, there was nine restaurants, all Pernacana's pizzerias. There's Where two, two left. Because oh, there's everyone, still some? There's two left. Where? El Cajon There's and one right next to your house in El Cajon. Pizza should... are good. Super good. And I'm not saying that just because my family, because I don't get any problems. But you can. Hey, you want to go next week? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm down. down. We'll go to Scripps Ranch because they got good beer. Scripps Ranch is far. I'll drive. I'll drive yeah. my truck. I swear to God. Yeah, El Cajon's like right around the corner. I understand that. But Scripps Ranch, they make their own bread from scratch. They have scoping on tap, and their pizza is phenomenal. Okay. So, yeah. besides that, all the eight brothers served in the army. Every single one of them. So that's Heroes. my great Every grandparents. Every single one? Hero. My great grandfather still lives in Vegas all by himself. Cooks his own food, has his own garden. He was driving up until like five years ago. They told him in Nevada, if you want to keep driving, you have to renew your license every year. And he was like, fuck that. I'm not doing that. So we go visit him two times a year. Savage. He has a 90-foot flat screen. I'll show you a picture after the podcast. 
And all he does is shit in his, sit in his chonies and he watches Fox News and college sports. God bless him. There he is. Yep. And he's the most <laughs> ride or die Republican you've ever met in your life. It was all by himself. Do you make Italian food? Oh, yeah. I make spaghetti sauce from scratch in the Wait, crock you pot. You said sauce. I'm confused because at my house we make gravy. It's sauce here. I don't know where you're from. Naples. New Jersey. Sicily. Sauce. Naples. Whatever's clever. So. Hey, next time I cook food, I'll give you some. Dude. I, I, hey, you taste it. So you've been, to, you've probably been to an look, Italian restaurant or two in your time in San Diego, right? Mm-hmm. Have you ever tasted something more finer than my gravy? No. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll go, look, let's all no, four, we, we no, just all four make a road trip with the girls, with a wife, if you have a wife, girlfriend, we'll go to Prentacana's and I'll drive. I'm down. It's yeah. super bomb. I'm telling you right now. Not just because my family owns it, because I have no idea how they cook it. It's, it's delicious. The pizza's amazing. My great-grandfather actually helped bring the Chargers from L.A. to San Diego originally. Nice. So he, he owned 10%, give or take. I, two, I, I worked at Bubble Stadium for a year. Was a, so the two twins, uh, my Uncle George, they inherited his um, share when he died. Dan Fouts <laughs> spoke at his funeral. Crazy story, but... Met Dan Fouts. He's a good guy. Yeah. He spoke at my uncle's funeral because he owned 10% of the charters, brought him from L.A. to San Diego. His two sons, the two restaurants that are left, they Perfect. own it. <laughs> They're super conservative. What is that? I don't know what this is. challenge coin, right? It looks like a, my two-year-old drew that. I just drew it right now, bro. Okay. I got it. We should go there because the pizza's good, the beer's good. It's a good time. I'm down. Let's do it. I'll drive. I got six seats in the truck. I don't know where I was going with that. We were talking about the uh, ratio of Italians, Italians at this table. And I'm part Italian as well. So. Oh, you are? Like maybe two percent. I'm gonna put it out there. I've always loved the name Dakota. I, I would have always have hoped to name at least a dog, but <laughs> no. Listen, mm. even higher a son. My wife shot that down. So I picked London. My son's name is London. My son's name is Luca Angelo. Nice Pernicano. Hmm. Luca Angelo. My son's London <laughs> Carter Torres. He's probably That's gonna Italian. be the next Rocky. He's probably gonna stab somebody. He's 18. Stop it. So anyway, five. True. So back back to back to what I was saying. Oh yeah, about the Simpsons. Because I wanted to, I wanted educational to, stuff. No, because I wanted to give you like a perspective as we move forward and more. Uh, oh what's the expression? The Arch the pieces that? fall into oh. the right place. Yeah. So <laughs> I want you to think. There's this. There's this great cabal. This is gonna be the backside. Yeah. We just need a front side. I'll buy it. So. I know you guys probably have TSD and stuff, and hopefully you're in the C fund and not the the F or the I. C and S. Well, I'm in the S and the C. So I just eighty twenty. There's there's something that came out of France called the Cantillon effect back in like the 12th century. No, no, it's it's super interesting because it it pertains to the. Is it ran by reptilians? Maybe. Did you say reptilians? Yeah, they're real for sure. But anyway. It it says that the richest people in the world are those that are closest to the central bank. Mm-hmm. And if you look now with where our finances are going because of this whole COVID thing, so I have to I have to go back and so with with the Kramer thing, I think that that was all show. I think it was like you think it was stage. 
I think it was 100% safe. For sure. For I've watched sure. Kramer for years. He's never gaffed like that before. And he's never... I mean, he says... He went on the record, crazy Nance. Yeah. And remember, Epic. he yeah. he's interviewed her before, because I've seen that. And he's very he's very respectful. I think Crazy Nancy has been told by those beneath her, hey, we really need this help in those five cities you mentioned, or those five states. And if you give up... You're talking about Arizona, New Mexico, Florida, <laughs> Pennsylvania, of course, Michigan, of course. Wisconsin. Of course, right? Okay. Swing um, states. Uh, they, they've told her... I'm going on record as saying Donald Trump will win... Every single one of those. For things. sure, Florida. All right, hold on. For hold on. sure, See, Florida. Here's the thing. Raiden is a major concern. He, now, he's breaking it down by counties. Look. Oh, no. No, if Dude, I'm right, though. If it, he wins Florida off the bat, it's, it's over. Done deal. You're talking about Florida. Sure. That's what we talked about when I, when I got For here. sure, done deal. No, no, but listen to this, right? Because if he loses, I'm like... That's the last confirmation bias, and that's it. Like, <laughs> government's well, here's fake. The thing. There's the cabal. Over the it. last five years, when can you say Donald Trump actually lost? When can you say, like, here's Donald Trump, here's something that he either did was or associated with, and I'm going to put a big fucking L on it? Okay, so hold on. Now, let's... I, I forgot where I was at, but I was saying, like, okay... <coughs> Your assistance. These, these guys are going back to the Cantillian effect... <laughs> COVID happened. Never let a crisis go to waste. Reptilian. What we can do to reassert our control because we've lost, we've made some mistakes. Snowden. We've lost 10,000 lives. Right? (laughs) Right. No, no, no. But again, by design. Right. You know, there's been some some leaks and there's been all this stuff that's happened. Thankfully, we've been able to call upon, I guess you could call it the tribe of you know the Pelosi and all them. Hey, we need you to distract the American people. Yeah, that's they've always done a good job of that. And they have, right? Drive by headlines. Meanwhile, behind the scenes, what's really happening? All of our data, privacy, and personal freedoms have been compromised. On not only have they been compromised, but unprecedentedly, right? But which five companies now, pretty much run the world? Run the world, man. Amazon, okay. Apple. PNG, Apple, yeah. Nestle, Tesla, not yet. Getting there. Walmart. Did you hear? Uh, not now. Nestle. Right, give me the other three. Nestle, okay. PNG. Take it to Walmart. No. I would say it's Facebook, Facebook, right? If any of you have a Facebook or an Apple phone, you're fucked. Damn, I have, literally, I have both. Or, no, you or can't Google. say a fucking complete sentence without that phone recording it and putting it into some. By the way, fucking in, well, shit, fuck. Instagram is Facebook. Yep. Yeah. Okay, so the new iOS update now, if you go on there... 13.7? Or whichever one it is. But now you have to concede that you're going to allow your iPhone to assist with contact tracing with uh, the coronavirus. Coronavirus. Hey, you know what? Trace me. I'm here all day posting conspiracies on Facebook. Yeah, but the problem is... I go here, Buffalo Wild Wings, and Slappy's in National City. I'm actually down for Buffalo Wild Wings. I love Buffalo Wild Wings. I don't know who the CEO is or CEO is. It's it's bomb.com. But but, Slappy's in National City, local business, best wings ever, good beer. Where? Cheap prices. Right up here on East Plaza. Good women. Oh, yeah? Chill oh. full. All right, so, so get this, right? So now Apple, <laughs> like we have four Apple devices here. Yep. So whoa, now whoa. 
Android for life. Oh, Android. You gotta remember. Yeah, that's Google, though. Green. Yeah. Huh? For, for one reason, one reason only. This piece of shit. Right? Yeah. Oh, what is happened? that why? Oh, okay. What'd I do? But well, he has a degree phone. in, like, computer nerdyology or something. Yeah. I used to work in IT. Not cell phone oh. Have a math degree. Used to work in IT. So, so now. Up. Now I work at Foot Locker. Hey, what do you do now? I work at Foot Locker in nice. Las Americas. He's a stripper. Oh. He's a stripper. <laughs> so now, okay. Go-go dancer. I would. I would. Now, everything about you is known 100% mm-hmm. since, like, the year 2000. Sure. And is controlled by just four companies now. Yeah. And... Any sort of like competition is bought out or destroyed. Destroyed. Yeah. And even though they've tried to have these antitrust FTC hearings where, <laughs> hey, you're too big, can we break you up? What what ends up happening? Larry Kudlow says, no, hey, no, no, no. But then they get bigger and bigger, right? So now with COVID, what do you have? You have four companies now that know everything about everyone there is to possibly know if they really wanted to and they have an algorithm algorithm data to predict what you're going to do next so when stuff happens now where evidence is leaked now they can keep a wrap on it and then covid can go away and then eventually they'll figure out something with trump unless trump wins and then covid's back i believe i'm here to stay well then they just release another virus no we go like this hey COVID's kind of out of doubt. Phase two. No, listen. Yeah. COVID's down and out. Feeling kind of alone. Yeah, hey, November? <laughs> Time for the seasonal flu. I know, right? Yeah. Yeah, but... And then you'll have seasonal flu, you'll have COVID, then you'll have... It's always COVID. Hey. Spoiler alert. COVID. Seasonal flu. Mutant strain. Oh, Deadlier no. Deadlier than ever. Yeah, of course. I mean, course. COVID's amazing. Yeah. It's... It's... It's solved. What? SARS? Flu? Heart disease, like nothing. Yeah, look, here's suicide. Who knew it cure cancer? Huh? Right. Hearing. Oh, suicide. No, that's uh, suicide's not a thing. That's uh, hearing. <laughs> hearing from so my great grandfather lives in Vegas. He's 101 years old. Wow. Hold her in 101 in October. He's the one that still lives by himself. Lives in Vegas. If you ever watched a movie, Las Vegas or Casino, I guess it's called Robert De Niro. Yeah. Where Joe Pesci cusses. Joe Pesci. Which movie? The casino? Yeah. So my great-grandfather free, from free Sicily moved there during that era to start Italian restaurants. Knows every single casino owner. Who knows everybody? He moved there. So basically trickled down the line. Family owns all the Italian restaurants. We talked about that. Everybody's conservative. Flash flash forward now it's a huge conservative basically timeline okay everybody's voting pro trump i just blacked out you blacked out (laughs) i didn't black out i grayed out can we talk about universities and how they're all mainly liberal schools and there's no like place for conservatives there that's right right that went into our next. Break. I just lost my. Brain right. We're gonna talk Marvel transit. I don't care where we're talking we're about. We're going Marvel after. I, oh, I know. Oh, I'm about to I lost my train The the universities are just propagating. Yeah, I don't even cesspools. My sister yeah, goes yeah. to UC Berkeley. It's long. Oh you have a God. sister. And she got pulled over by a certain agency the other day, when she was visiting her house in Mexico. Um. They're like, we're going to tow your car. We're going to impound it for 45 days because your registration is expired. Even though 
our dad pays the registration for her. She mm-hmm. just doesn't put the new one in the car because she's she's 22, but she goes to UC Berkeley. She doesn't know anything about the real world, even though she's traveled to like 30 countries. Hmm. Doesn't know anything <laughs> about how the real world functions. Doesn't know anything about money. And this this blonde officer who works for Department of Homeland Security, she said, it said FPS or something like that. I don't know what that stands for. Was like, yeah, we're going to impound your car for 45 days. I'm going to go do my investigation. And she starts crying. She's talking to me on the phone. She's crying about how awful her experience was. And I said, good, you fucking deserve it, you liberal bitch. <laughs> this is what you get for having, you know, like... Um, that's what you wanted. Feeling circles you at the UC that, Berkeley. And that's what you get. You know what they would do? They would get a little fire pit at the university and they would get in a circle with all their friends after Trump won the election and they would all cry together, holding hands. <laughs> this, this is what you fucking deserve, you liberal bitch. And I'm on speakerphone with all her friends who are like crying in the car after this officer lets them up the road. And I'm like, yeah, fuck you, fuck your friends, blah, 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 blah. This is what you get. Man. Just dude, think. well, I went to school when I went to school in Oregon. I went to school on a football scholarship, not the Oregon, but a Division three school in Oregon. Played the first year, had a great year, but figured. I told my mom when I was in high school, if I go to play college, I'm not. If I get another concussion, I'm done. I had six concussions from junior year into senior year high school. I think you had wow. one during your last segment. I don't know. I've had a lot of concussions. And that's the only that have been brain basically analyzed. So when I had I had my sixth one in call. <laughs> what did you just say? Wow. I don't know. Okay, Joe Biden. <laughs> I've had six on record. Uh-huh. At least six. When I went away to school, that was at the beginning of my college collegiate. Duke, get the freak out of here. I had six. And I told my mom when I went off to school, if I had one more, I'm done. The last week of practice, I had another concussion, a gnarly one. Blacked out the whole deal. So I was done. Went on to play college rugby. But then I took a step back from all... Because I wanted to just go in Oregon. It's super liberal. Super liberal. After that, you start kind of thinking for yourself. You start developing your own mindset when it comes to politics taxation economic my degree was in economics so I started to kind of discern you know California economics from Oregon economics from basically what the universe or Oregon United States kind of differentiates and you start to kind of deserve what are we looking at someone's Instagram some POS what's she doing you she lives in San Diego. Oh, that's a... Uh huh. Mm-hmm. What is that? Continue your story about your concussions and growing up and de- developing an saying, opinion for yourself. It gives you the ground zero for thinking for yourself. Because I had one concussion in college, six in high school with wrestling in high school. And I told my mom, if I ever get a concussion in college, then it's over. I don't know who that is. Oh, breaking news! Still don't know who San Francisco is. is voting soon to uh, lower the voting age to sixteen. Oh, thank God! Since it kind of ties into your story. Poor. I still don't know who that is. 
but all I know is when I was in Oregon, it's a great state. So. When I was, dude, I turned seven. I turned eighteen at a football practice on a Sunday night. Okay, no. <laughs> I was sixteen, seventeen, going away to college, and I turned eighteen on the night of a Sunday night practice. Me too. I graduated in uh, May of '97. And I went to college, and I was 16, going on 17. Same August. with me. So my parents had to sign a waiver for me to play college football. I played Division three football. But right away in Oregon, that was when I blew my knee, my ACL out in junior year. So I didn't play any of my senior year. And I was the captain. I started from junior year, sophomore year, excuse me, sophomore year, junior year. I would have start out of senior year as a middle linebacker. Blew my knee out in spring ball. So I had to play basically my cards right, figure out there was one school in Oregon who was restarting their program. <clears throat> and I basically recruited as a middle linebacker. When I went there, that was it. That was my only chance to play college football. And I played a year and a half, and I was like, you know what? I'm done. I got another concussion. That was seven total since my high school football year. Went to play rugby, kind of switched the whole thing. But as I took a step back and realized all the political schemes that the professors were pressing, and my school that I was going to was 1,600 kids. My high school was like three times bigger than that. So I was I, pressing I, this school. And 300 I'm, kids at my high school. When I took a step back from football and the politics, I'm like, dude. I had a buddy from New England, or excuse me, from New Zealand, excuse me. He had never played football in his life, got recruited as a middle linebacker, and he came, and he was a um, rugby coach. So he squashed football, started a rugby program. I started playing rugby with him, and that was when the conservative movement started basically taking form on campus. You never know. Like, Oregon is the most liberal state you can live in. Terrible. And a lot of those kids grow up in liberal Oregon, and all they do is reciprocate what they're growing up in. It's, it's terrible. Yeah. Just indoctrinated, you know? It's for sure indoctrination. And I it's mean, just repetitive. Well, how many liberal arts schools are there? It's it's in the name. And when I was in high school, I didn't understand what that meant. I just yep. thought universities were That's liberal what I arts. To. I didn't know what liberal the fuck that school. meant. And I, when I was graduating high school, I was old enough to vote. I was 18 when I graduated high school. I wouldn't underestimate that one because it did take a, a liberal arts major to convince 70 million people that Jews were the, uh, the reason why the, the German people... And, fell, and if you know? San Francisco wants to lower the voting age, they need to raise the voting age yep. because, I mean, fuck, I didn't know what was going on until I was pretty much a senior in high school. Yeah, but, I, I, mean, I wasn't invested in it, even though it had a direct influence on my life. Yeah, but you know that's that's not why. They well, the, vote yeah, the Democrats aren't going to want to do that. They want as many people as they can get to vote for them. Because the longer someone's alive, which means the less people are going to be alive, the more likely they're going to turn red. So Marvel, let's go. I'm going to put it out there. Infinity War is the best movie that Disney Marvel has ever made. Have to fight me. <laughs> have to process that. Really? Infin- Infinity War? It's fan service. 
I loved every single second of it. I probably cried twice. Mm. But it's not as good as Infinity War bringing everybody back into the mix. And it was well more thought out, I think. And the cinematography was god tier. They do, generally speaking, a really, really good job with yeah. all the Marvel movies. Kevin Feige is probably one of the best creative minds in the world right now in regards to... You just have to think about it. If you're a comic book fan or just a Marvel fan in general, you go over the lifetime talking from like all the way back to the 50s up until now, the way they've been able to incorporate everything into a certain amount of movies is incredible and I think the casting is great there's not a Marvel superhero or villain I, I hate I think they're all cast fantastically and I think that uh, you know moving forward the sky's the limit for them even though they set the bar pretty high between Infinity War and Endgame you know who I wish they would bring in Doctor Doom Doctor Doom's coming I heard that uh, that guy Esposito the guy Him? who plays the uh the stormtrooper with the uh, dark lightsaber and Mandalorian is just signed a five movie deal with Marvel, and he's going to be cast as Doctor Doom. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't love it. Hate it. Dude is. Oh yeah, no, he's not in Marvel yet. I have all the. Uh, it could work. Of one series, the first editions, like. Captain America in my room. They have a. There has been some announcements lately that uh, Black Panther two, and it's sad that that guy died. What was his name? Chadwick. Yeah. It's terrible that he died from colon cancer. He said he was about to start putting the weight back on and start filming. Yeah. Well, they're in pre-production for Black Panther two. I don't know how they're going to move forward with it. CGI. I mean, the, in the comic book series, Siri eventually takes over. So, I mean, Siri eventually takes over? Yeah. Black, she she has Black Panther for a while. And we got the bottle opener. Uh, yes, Mr. Ronald should. Look, Chadwick Boseman, awesome actor. Amazing actor. He played great in 43, like with Robert. What am I saying? Jackie Robinson. Yeah. George Thorogood played great. But. Black Panther sucked, to be honest. Black Panther was okay. It was a bridge movie. I think it was overhyped, unfortunately. It well, sucked. I mean, it was, you know, social justice warrior mm-hmm. yeah. Lee. Exactly. That's why I'm saying that actor. It's, he's, a he great, he's a great actor. But I, don't, I just don't think the movie was that good. It was CGI up the butt. No, I'm talking about uh, Michael B. Jordan. Oh. He did that role too good. That He was a perfect villain. Yeah. He was. I he was great. It. You know what, I, what I'm excited for? It's Sherlock Holmes 3. Didn't know they were going to happen. Nope, me either. Here's the thing. If they keep making shitty Robert Downey Jr. movies, he's going to wind up back in Marvel sooner. Right? <laughs> I mean, I know he said he's done, but... He's going to com- be reincarcerated. Well, they had Comic-Con this year, and they said that they want to move forward with the Illuminati arc, and Iron Man's part of it. The Doctor Strange movie that's coming out in 2021 is going to be the multiverse, which means... All I have to do is open a fucking portal and Robert Downey Jr. walks out of it and he's yeah. Iron Man in a different universe. So, just like all the comics. No, but back to what you were saying. They, the only way they can make Sherlock Holmes is with, thank you, is with uh, Guy Ritchie directing mm-hmm. it. 
But, but for some reason, they have Guy Ritchie doing all these pet projects right. that aren't even Guy Ritchie-like movies. Like Aladdin <laughs> and... Uh, I heard Aladdin kind of sucked. Wasn't Beyonce was in it? it was or terrible. her friend was? She was uh, in The Lion King. The uh, Lion she King did fucking was terrible. terrible. The Lion King. So I, I bought Mulan like two yeah. weeks ago. Oh yeah, let's talk about Same. Mulan. I am We're going to watch it on short position. Thursday. You, Dog you paid $30 for that movie? Yeah. Look, look, while you're already paying for Disney When Plus, you it. have kids, you're willing to spend money on stupid shit. Why like do they that? know Mulan's even coming out? You know what? You go, this is the new Mulan, and you get the old Mulan for $5. Really, well, here's the thing. I'm American. It, no, it's free. It's no, smarter listen. than that. AMC opened up last week, and we already went to the boobies. We, my wife and I, we persevered through New Mutants. It was fucking awful. <laughs> awful. <laughs> Awful. Why are X Men movies so They're bad? Just, not first class. First no, class. Is, if that was the last good my one. It was like movie. five years ago. <laughs> Logan so. was my favorite. No, no, first movie. class. First class. Logan wasn't even a mutant video. That was more like a diecry for DC to get their shit together. Well, here's the thing. Or Marvel to get their shit. Now together. that that guy who plays Black Panther has passed, um, Disney Marvel has switched from Black Panther to being the next major turning point. In the Disney Cinematic Universe, uh, they put all. So this movie was basically on the chopping block two years ago, but now Ant Man three is is going to be the huge thank God pivotal <laughs> bless you crossover thank movie you. for Disney Marvel. Not only have they recast a whole bunch of people, uh, Disney Marvel has leased the studios that produced the last Lord of the Rings and the last Star Wars in regards to the CGI battle scenes for Ant-Man 3, which means they're not going to be fucking fighting on a miniaturized train set. They're going to be having a huge scale crossover introduction of new superheroes in the new Ant-Man 3. <laughs> I'm pretty hyped for that. because I, I just don't have energy for that right now. Paul Rudd, though? Paul Rudd's amazing. Yeah, he's, he's a good guy. He's the dude. Yeah. He's the new dude. So... And, and you want to know what? If, you, if you've read the Marvel comic books over the last 20 years, the Wasp at some point takes over the Avengers, and then she takes over the West Coast Avengers. And if you want to introduce, like, Miss Marvel, uh, the Fantastic Four son, and all those characters, this is the perfect movie to do it. And then they cast some guy this week to play King the Conqueror, who's like a time-traveling... Oh, that dude. I saw that. Thanos-type character. <laughs> I don't have time for this. So, you just, gotta, you just gotta look at it this way. All you want as a fan is Disney Marvel to focus on going down the road of Secret Wars, which they're going because the Russo brothers said when Endgame came out in their interview in regards to the movie, if Disney Marvel will go ahead and go down the Secret Wars path, they will come back and they will direct those two movies and they will make Endgame and Infinity Wars literally look like shit. And I believe them. Because those movies were amazing. They were horribly amazing. Yeah. So I, I think that anything to get the Russo brothers back in the mix, you're talking about billion dollar movies. What about the Matrix remake? That's coming in quick. It's gonna be a fail. I look at it this way: the faster they remake the Matrix, is the faster they get Keanu Reeves out of it, so he can get into Disney Marvel. All I know is him and John Wick is amazing. He is. It's, it's almost it's a perfect character. It's literally a perfect character. That last, the did you watch song? John Wick 4 in the theaters? No. Oh, dude, it was epic. 
the fight scene with the knives, the beginning. If you saw that in theaters, it was amazing. Yeah, I got, I got a couple. There's um, some patch websites. I'm an avid patch collector. I actually have a patch sponsored company t-shirt on today. Oh, okay. Death the Tyrants. Shout out to whatever that is. Dangerous but good. <laughs> they're, they're, they're a Central California-based company who makes um, faith-based patches in regards to patches that correspond with scripture. Well, let's get them as a sponsor. Nice. Right? That'd be amazing. And they, uh, I'm wearing their shirt today, and another company, not them, has put out some nice challenge coins, the uh, Blood Oath coins from John Wick. Okay. Yeah, and I, and I bought a couple of those, so I'm waiting for them in the mail. So we'll see. But yeah, Disney Marvel's sky's the limit. They could fuck it up. But I don't think they're going to because they got Kevin Feige and... Uh, what's that guy's name? Happy from Spider-Man? The guy that John Favreau? Yeah, George Favreau. He's amazing. He so. played in the, the replacements. Yeah. He, he's just... A, he, he's, got a, he's got a really moving forward type mind. And I, I love what he did with the Mandalorian, and I hope that he continues to uh, have creative console in all the Marvel movies moving forward. Because it, they could bring back some characters, but introduce a whole bunch of new ones, and it could be pretty awesome. Yeah. So now that now that Disney Marvel owns the Fantastic Four, Wolverine, Deadpool, um, I know that Venom's gonna cross over because Sony threatened to steal Tom Holland if he doesn't appear in the Venom movies, which is fine. <laughs> So. He is a great Spider-Man. He's a good Spider-Man. Great Spider-Man. Better yeah. than Andrew Garfield? <laughs> For sure. A million percent better Garfield than Andrew Garfield. Garfield was terrible. He was fucking garbage. That's, that's his favorite Spider-Man. You're horrible. I thought the first one was okay, and then they just shit to bed afterwards. Tobey Maguire was good with the Green Goblin, but he had Defoe carrying the backstrap yeah. of that. I think it's cool that they're going to have all three of the previous Spider-Mans, including Tom Holland, in the next Miles Morales movie. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Did you guys see Spider-Verse or whatever? The little... Yeah. yeah I still haven't seen that, and I heard it's fucking awesome. No, I, it's awesome. If you if you watch the Miles Morales movie, the Spider-Verse movie, it's probably the most well-written Spider-Man story out of all and of the movies, including sound- the Tom Holland movie. The soundtrack is amazing. Yeah. The soundtrack is great. And my son loves it. And I'll watch it. Nine, nine times out of the week. Yeah. My wife cried when Spider Man died in the Spider Verse movie because she there was a whole bunch of kids crying. We went like the night it came out and there was a whole bunch of kids crying because they didn't understand and like, the whole that. yeah the Christmas of the movie was about yeah. So a new Spider Man picking up the mantle. So some bootleg ass Spider Man. Peter Parker dying. So <sighs> man, a lot of stuff. Anything to say, Duke? Put that right on his nose. <laughs> Election preview. That's going to be our next podcast, I hope. Election preview. I think we should do a week before the podcast. A week before the And election? then the week of the podcast. Can we do, like, does Spotify allow live podcasts? I'm sure they do. Like a live, live listening. So we go live here, hook it up to your laptop, and it's uploading it fresh. I'm sure they do. Because we should do a, an election day podcast while we're all sitting here watching well, I'm TV. super down. I'm already going to be off work. Well, we, I mean, we could do it on YouTube. Brisket. I know that much. What are we right now? Five weeks out? <clears throat> yeah, what would you say? 50 days? 
53? So I think we should for sure do one before the election. For sure. And then maybe election night. Election night would be dope. Yeah. What day is election night? November 3rd. Tuesday, November 3rd. Unless you're Democrat, then it's uh, November 4th. Then it's your Friday. Special day. Yeah. Just, just for them. Do I work that day at Foot Locker? I don't fucking know. It's on Monday, but I'm hoping for web-based training. It'll probably be, <laughs> it'll probably be looted, so don't... Don't yeah. ask for that. We already, we already got looted once. Uh, excuse me. The sneakers will be rescued from. Right. Uh, you should bang it. Anyway. Uh, systemic racism. <laughs> Which doesn't exist. So, predictions? Six weeks out? A landslide, for sure. I still think he loses popular vote but wins electoral college. <sighs> You're freaking terrorist. There's just so many people in Los Angeles. So Screw many. those people. You gotta remember, they have to actually come out to vote. Yeah, and they have to not be felons. Here's a one and citizens. One yes. thing you before, think that's true, but it's not. Before we end, oh, that is true. That is true. Yeah. Before we end tonight's yeah, I, podcast, I almost forgot. Yeah. What do you think of the term that LeBron has created of systematic? What did he say? Systemic racism. No, no, no it's another one. Taco um, Tuesday. <laughs> no, that was yesterday. Oh, God. I'm on the I'm on the hot seat. I'm trying to figure out. Um, God, something about him voting. It was like a, a mass hysteria of him. Hopefully, it's not vote or die. It's voter suppression. That's what it is. Oh yeah, yeah. What do you think of that before we close? But I'm just waiting to find evidence of it before I actually weigh in on it. Because what he's saying is basically a minority in California has had. Voter suppression since last time Trump was elected because minorities are afraid to vote. Oh, they are? Really? Apparently. Even though all the polling booths are set up for minorities right, without much. proper documentation to be able to vote. Mm. It, you know, it was actually harder for me to vote as a Republican than it was for someone who's an illegal immigrant to vote. They said, they said, what are you doing over here voting? Uh, well, because I don't live in San Clemente anymore, like it says on my driver's license. Well, why don't you have a mail-in ballot? Because they fucking sent it to the address in San Clemente. I don't fucking live there. <laughs> We're voting together this year, right? Yeah. I got American fl- American flag um, chubby shorts I'll be wearing nice. with my Trump hat. Oh, chubby. They're expensive. I got them a long time ago. They definitely don't fit. So it's gonna be awkward. It's fine. Can we all go in like board shorts and tank tops, and all wear like Trump? I have a Trump, Trump hat that's signed by him. I could show you guys after this. That was signed by him before he was. In I'm Florida. gonna bring my water bottle in a Trump Pence koozie. Nice. I like it. Just any anything to uh, any sort of uh, Trump uh, memorabilia. Yeah. So. Uh, People know, you know. Oh, you mean you're trying to tell me that you're not voting Democrat straight down? <laughs> <laughs> no, it'll be the fastest, uh, 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 the fastest vote ever. But yeah. mm-hmm. R all the way down. Yep. Or like some of our coworkers, you know, just D all the way down. D? Yeah. You know, they still exist. Right. There's a couple. When I went to school and Trump got elected, there was this Hispanic girl, single, 
20, 23, 25 maybe. Dad lives in Texas. She's from Texas. Dad has a farm. Lots of money. Lots and lots of money. Paid for her school straight up. Everything. Pays for the kid. Kid lives with dad. Okay. How the fuck is she a Democrat? And then when Trump gets elected, she goes, Trump's not my president. Um, and then to top it all off, she was wanting to go into a career field where Trump is like practically her boss. At a certain school I went to, when I was sitting in there, we were all standing up after the Pledge of Allegiance that we would say every day. She said, Trump is not my president. And there's a big picture of Trump in the classroom. The the brainwash has worked. Yep. That's... For sure. That's uh, that's how you... I, I would vote blue if you gave me something compelling, but there's nothing compelling about it. Nothing. Zero percent. Uh, yeah, no. Not much. Oh, you're going to give me an extra $2,000 on electricity? Boring. Oh, the road. You're going to raise house. my taxes by like eight grand. It's not helping me at all. Yep. What do you guys think of the blackouts right now? I think that uh, welcome to living, living on like a third world country. Well, Mark Moss, he explained that the reason why it's happening is because of... Uh, this push to renewable energy. Which is absolutely pathetic and just garbage. Well, I mean, it, it lets the voters know, hey, uh, you know, uh, just FYI, uh, this, is what, this is what it really means. Because they definitely turned the power off at my house. That's how my computer exploded. <laughs> oh, <wow>. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking the power came back on. My computer was supposed to be on, and it surged, fried all my electronics. Huh. Sad. Sorry to hear that. It's yeah. right. I got an insurance claim for a bunch of money. You know, they have similar uh, kinds of rolling blackouts in Somalia, mm. places like that. Cuba. Aren't there, like, active terrorists that live in Somalia? Well, there's active terrorists that live in the United No, they States. all moved to Minnesota. <laughs> it's pretty safe there. Minnesota and uh, Wisconsin. Elon Omar tells us Are those, those dark-skinned people that shop in my store at Foot, Foot Locker? Elon Omar told us that... Only uh, when the new Jordans come out. <laughs> yeah. And the Kanye's. The Yeezys. And they walk really slow with their hands in their pockets. Hey, one of our bosses wears uh, Yeezys, right? Really? Yeah, Ooh. the one... The Mr. Poop. Oh. Yeah. How convenient. Yeezys. Well, I'm just letting you guys know. It's it's it's, it's like not just... Three, four, five hundred bucks? Yeah. Pair? Hey, well, when you don't have kids, I mean... No. Spoil yourself, you know? Imagine that. I wouldn't know. Yeah. So. Spoil yourself. I get the occasional PlayStation game. Oh. All right. Pre, pre-election podcast predictions. Go. Trump landslide. Got it. Nick, Trump landslide. Dakota? There's going to be about 10 more police shootings before this happens and lots of riots. 10? 10. Is Global that the over-under or is that the over? Four weeks out, bro. You don't think in four weeks there's going to be ten more riots based on police shootings? There was one yesterday in Pennsylvania. There's riots every night in Portland. Yeah, but those people in Pennsylvania get arrested and put on one million dollar bond. And she was a sorority girl. Fuck her. God bless her. Should have been my sister. Fucking Mm. bitch. Right? (laughs) Popular vote Trump. Electoral College Biden. So you're saying Biden wins the election? Yeah. Oof. Asshole. Not legitimately. <laughs> not legitimately. Well, Are you saying based? On, you're you're talking you're about mail-in ballot recount or 
No, I'm saying the deep state goes to the electoral college. As they say. Let, me, let me get this straight. On election night, you're saying Joe Biden wins the presidency of the United States. Hate to say it, but that's my, that's, that's my prediction. I'm putting it out here right now. I got 100 American dollars on that not happening. I'll double that. There I'll double that. Two hundred. I don't yeah. want to go broke because I'm in case I'm wrong. Oh, but. Come on, you got the TSP loan coming. <laughs> well, no, because if he wins, it speaking crashes. of, have any of you guys ever done that TSP loan? Yeah, for All sure. Time. It's my yeah. piggy bank. Yeah, okay. I need to get the floors done in my house. There you go. Well, ten thousand dollars right there. TSP. Yeah. There it By is. By the way, I need your FIL number. Mm. I don't know what that is, but sure. So here's the thing. Like, I bet, but. The, the problem is, like, that means you're rooting, you know, to win, but then you, do, you don't want to win because, you know, you're... Does that make sense? Like, I don't want him to win, but I believe that they're going to cheat. This is all cheating. I mean... I say based off recent television appearances in our pre, pre-election show, because we will have a pre-election show, Joe Biden has no... Chance of winning the presidency. If this was an honest, fair election, I'd agree with you 100%. But I don't know. Like, they, they picked Kamala Harris, they picked um, Joe Biden, and those are two people for the history of Who, their career. Joe Biden wins. They're not leaders, they're, they're followers. Let's, they're, say, let's say Joe Biden wins. Who becomes Kamala Harris's vice president? Uh, Clinton, Speaker. No, bro, Pelosi. No. Yeah, it's Speaker. Of the House. I mean, that, yeah. that is the chain of precision. Yeah. So Nancy Pelosi becomes vice president. Could also be why she's not in our watch. Yeah, I don't know, brother. I'm I, saying I'm, I know. I know it's how, disappointing to hear. How many shoe stores are there in foreign countries? Do you think I could get a job over there? What, what kind of visa would I need? Venezuelan Footlocker? Visa. Nah. I'm an American citizen. I can just travel to whatever country I want to, right? Without proper documents. Mm, according to all the people that cross the U.S.-Mexico uh, border. <laughs> oh, this is true. I'm saying Trump landslide. 41 states. Electoral college spanking. Me too. No. Nine out of the 12 people were found dead that were supposed to testify against the uh, uh what's it called we are left up well then yeah. they didn't they kill the federal judge and then the fedex yeah. man killed himself yeah of or ups man whatever it is under the, you don't, under you don't the think on election night they're all going to be like you have you seen the show sherlock mm-hmm. remember when he turns on himself Netflix, in? Right? yeah yeah remember Great when show. He, remember he turns himself in it's like guaranteed, and then somehow he owns that entire jury, mm-hmm. and he gets off. You don't think that those same people on election night? I mean, what if the deep state was like, "There's no way Donald Trump wins this. There's no way." I mean, they were told they controlled the media, and then to our to our astonishment, he wins. What if... By uh, threatening all the people that work in the Electoral College? Well, no, they didn't bother because they thought they had it in the back. No, but We're talking year. about 2016. Yeah. Oh. oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, in 2016, what if, you know, margin of error, 
was 5%, and Hillary's projected to win 99 percent 96. <laughs> so, so, 96 to... <laughs> what were the Vegas odds on Trump winning in 2016? Uh, like 10%. Yeah. Did, and did no one bet on that? No. I'm sure maybe some people did. Yeah. Well, I mean, but, but anybody that would know... It, it would have been... It, yeah. Minuscule compared to the amount yeah. that voted against him. You know what's crazy is my best friend is liberal... He went to school up in Stockton, and he was, like, all up on the uh, the burn. He was all on the burn train. I texted him. I was like, hey, man, are you voting? This is, like, a big year for both of us. You know, I had just gotten my job at Foot Locker, and he was still in his, like, fifth year in college. Sounds about right. <laughs> and he goes, no, man, but based on what I saw at the voting polls, I think Trump's going to win. And I was like, what? It's like, I don't think this is looking so good right now, because initially it wasn't looking very good. And then, the, and then, and then, boom! Times. Fucking all the states just started turning red. So, so get this right. So you brought up Bernie Sanders, and Bernie Sanders has gone public this week saying he's worried about the Biden campaign. He is, but I also believe he's part of the deep state too. Of I course. believe he was an actor. So, have you ever noticed that every election cycle, they try to go third party? And I think it was a lot smarter than instead of it was it was Jill Stein in twenty sixteen, right? Joe Jorgensen this year. Yeah. Well, this year there's been no traction. But in twenty sixteen and then before that well no, it was mainly twenty sixteen. Jill Stein and was it Kasich? Someone else. They ran third party and they were getting a lot of attention. And they received a lot of votes. In fact, as a matter of fact, I think it was in 2012, George Bush, no, who was it? There was, I don't know if it was 2008, 2012, but one of the candidates lost because the third party went, or because the other candidate lost those votes for like third party. Just like Trump and Kanye were gonna do the whole, hey, Kanye runs, runs, you'll take the Biden votes away, but you'll be helping Trump. But obviously that's been shut down. Well, no, he's actually on the ballot in like six or seven states. Oh, okay. Well, that's great. That's great for Trump because, you know, he's definitely not taking Trump supporters away. No. But he'll definitely be taking uh, the Cardi B followers. Right. <laughs> now, this time around, uh, 100% believe that's what Bernie Sanders was for. He was planted in the Democratic Party. So if you said, you know what, I don't want to be part of the Clinton, Biden, uh, Nancy Pelosi establishment because obviously there's nothing left about them. They take care of the blue one percent. I believe they put they put uh, Burn in, and they cheated him at the very end because they he's just a puppet. Like he was never intended to be a viable candidate. They just used him to get third party to make sure that they voted for the Democrats. Yeah. That's a good point. I think it's time, oh. to, time to call it, boys. 